We will. Have a great day, Mo. Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Don't flip your lid. Jesus Christ. The uh, doctor that performed the surgery on uh, Jay Fiedler's thumb. Mm-hmm. Isn't he the same doctor that performed the uh, procedure on your toupee? Um, it's the doctor who performed the surgery. Let's think about that. What's his name? Klein? Fiedler's doctor? Yeah. I don't know where he, who, who, I don't know who he used. Did he use George Caldwell? I'm not sure. I think Caldwell's sure a doctor, isn't he? I'm not sure where he went. Did he go to Holy Cross? I, I didn't read it. Not sure. Well, bottom line is that I don't, the doctors can't tell how long Jay's going to be out. No, you're not, you're not sure. Somewhere in at least a month, could be up to eight weeks. Somewhere in there. Wally on the wall with your on QM. Welcome back to the Mo Howard and David Show. So the pipe smoker was starting in on me about a custer yesterday. Say it ain't so, Mo. Yeah, what the hell does she know about men's sports, huh? Oh, yeah, Mo. Mm. Well, look, golf is for men, and that's that. Keep them broads in the kitchen where they belong. Otherwise, they could wind up like Dinah Shaw. And you know what happened to her. And how, Mo? Mm. Yeah, and that's the way it ought to be in Augusta, Buster. And another thing, those two over there's got me dead. They got me being raped repeatedly. <laughs> What's so funny? It ain't them. Well, I say it is, see? The speaker's producing them, and that pipe-smoking, jizz-guzzling Neil is singing on them. But it's not... Shut up. Oh, <laughs> What, do you think I'm stupid? No, sir. i tell you how I know this. Because anybody who sings has got to be a little, uh, effeminate, you know? Like, ooh-hoo, ooh-hoo. But that's not always... Well, I say it is. I'll show that Jiz Gizzler who's boss. Why, I'll have you know, I once had breakfast with President Nixon. Here, you see this pen? Yeah. He gave me this pen when the Jets won in 69, and I kept it hidden up my ass for all these years. Yeah. Says suck it to me. Yeah, I don't want to see. touch it. No, yeah. no. And smell no. it. Kiss it. I said kiss it. Uh, he had an affair with David Abouye, you know. Really? Yeah. All right, all right. Now, see here, you muttonheads. I'm going to show you just how gay it is to sing. You just guzzling Jew, I really hate you for singing those songs. I think it's wrong. The, the bits you do, entertainment. That's what this show's all about. Entertainment. Am I right? Yeah. Of course I'm right. Of course I'm right. You'd all be fine. Hey, put your clothes back on. It's embarrassing. I can't help it, Mo. Hey, get out of there. No. Squirt, squirt. 904 560 WQAM on a great Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to you. We're, <laughs> we're having a great time here today, I'll tell you that. And it's not even uh, just barely after 9 o'clock. How do you like that? Enough to make me flip my lid if I had one. 940 votes on the poll yesterday. El Presidente, not too popular with this crowd, I'll tell you. President Bush's approval rating is about 63%. What do you like about him the most, we asked yesterday? Absolutely nothing. He's a disaster. 630. <laughs> 67%. That's two-thirds. The other third... You turd. 
He's not a flaming liberal. 172 said that. Uh, all our right-wing audience, 18.2%. Not a flaming liberal. So, in other words, anybody but a liberal would be great with them. His handling of the war on terrorism is 76, 8%. His tough stand on Iraq, 48, 5%. And his handling of the economy, 14, 1.4%. Pretty weak in this crowd. And thank goodness for that. That's good news. Here's more good news. Of course, we had another shooting last night, which is bad news. But before we get into that, more good news. A new poll says Governor Jeb Bush and Democratic challenger Bill McBride are in a statistical dead heat three weeks before Election Day. Oh! How do you like that? I like Getting it. tighter and tighter and tighter. And, of course, that loose lip of Jeb, man, kind of like uh, may have set him back a little bit. Those intemperate comments a couple of weeks ago. You know the ones I mean in quotes? Yes. Yeah. An MSNBC Zogby poll released over the weekend showed Bush has the support of 48% of voters, while McBride has the support of 45. 48 to 45. Read that and weep. 7% of the 500 likely voters who were surveyed between October 8 and 10 said they were undecided. The survey had a margin of error of 4.5 percentage points, which places the race in a statistical dead heat on the eve of a one-hour radio debate. He better get Catherine Harris warmed up for this. Yeah, forget about her election over there in Sarasota. You better... Come back to a Tallahassee, honey, because we're going to need you again on November 5, it looks like. A survey last month had the Bush leading by 10 points. McBride campaign manager Kathy Kelly called the survey pretty much on target, while the Bush campaign spokesman Todd Harris downplayed the results. This is not a state that under any circumstance anyone gets a landslide, Harris said. There are going to be a lot of polls. We're going to bounce up. We're going to bounce down. When in doubt, bounce on this. The 11 a.m. debate broadcast on 35 radio stations in Florida from a soundstage at Universal Studios should reach an audience of about a million people, said Jim Poling, director of operations at Florida Radio Networks, and the debate's organizer. Final televised debate is scheduled next week in Orlando. How do you like that? It's only three points apart, and uh, who knows? And the momentum is going, the mo is going the other way. You know what I mean by mo? The uh, doctor that performed the surgery on uh, Jay Fiedler's thumb, Mm -hmm. Isn't he the same doctor that performed the uh, procedure on your toupee? Anyway, here's our poll for today. See, actually what happened is that Robert must have hit the wrong button in there because the word I'm hearing is that that got dumped on the air. We need a lot more calls like that on Moe's show. We get a, a, at least a five share if we can do that in men. And speaking of that, boy, the next mark it on your calendars, boys and girls, next Monday. Man, maybe that's that aroma I smelled when I came in the hall this morning. Maybe that was Moe's wig. But, boy, the pressure in this building is mounting and mounting and mounting. Even Kathy Willett's never got mounted as much as this. Man, heavy, heavy duty as we approach that big, big day. I know we've had trends, and you know, trends don't mean that much. That's why Tom Jickett don't write about trends. He also don't write about radio because he had a pawn his radio. He had a bad streak there at Calder a couple of weeks ago. He had a pawn his radio, little Tommy, so he's not listening right now. He can't afford a radio, Tom Jickett. Maybe we can trade one out. But the trends don't mean much, but the summer book, the entire rating book, will be out on Monday, 11.30 in the morning. So by noon, a week from yesterday, man, this place is going to be, uh, wow. And then, of course, little Maddie Bell will be running around in the days after that, probably a week from today or maybe a week from tomorrow, right? When sure. we get the uh, tap scan or whatever the hell they call it, and we get the day parts and the hour by hour, and we see who's been naughty and who's been nice, how George did this summer, how Mo is doing in the morning, the mayor of the morning. In Paradise, star stage screen in Paradise. How do you think he's doing? Anyway, here's our poll question for today. The uh, doctor that performed the surgery on... Uh... No, that's not it. 
Which group of people do you think has been most unfairly stereotyped by TV and the movies? And, of course, we asked this right on the heels of that big much-ado-about-nothing. That Columbus Day parade, you notice Mayor Bloomberg, he laid out? He laid out. Oh, and they're starting to hammer again downstairs just as this show starts. Do you hear that? They're I hear starting it. hammering and tinkering again downstairs. I've been here since 7.05. Uh, there wasn't a tap. There wasn't a sound. Other than that sound that kept coming from uh, that direction there. There wasn't the slightest tinkle. And now that the Neil Rogers show is starting, they're dicking around again downstairs. I don't want to say it's like some kind of commie pinko conspiracy, but what the hell's going on down there? God damn it. You maniacs, you lunatics there. Can I get this poll out before we do the break? Because Eric, I'm sure, is on pins and needles up there. Wouldn't you think? He's like on the edge of his seat. No question. In fact, he's probably halfway to the refrigerator. You think he's got like a lot of takeout, you know, in the bags in the refrigerator? Because ordinarily most people, if they don't finish what's in the sack, they toss it. But it seems to me he's the kind of guy that would like, you know what I'm saying? Like a Taco Bell bag over here on this uh, shelf and... Burger King down there. I, I could be wrong about that, but that's based on what you told me. Just like all the most stuff is based on what you've told me. You were bragging about that before. Yeah, it was me. <laughs> you were the one that told me about that bad toupee. Although you did exaggerate. I think it's lovely. I think it's the plaid pants are beautiful. All I fact, just found out there, there's more than one. More than one what? Toupee? Right. There are, are occasional ones. Well, how about the green and white ones he used to wear during the Jets games? I noticed he Schmidt can those. Maybe they're hiding him at home in Boca. Wouldn't that be great if somebody raided the house we found the uh, Jets uh, wig? At any rate. Oh, speaking of raiding the house, don't be knocking on my door at 5.30 in the morning, you wacko, you. This morning, my doorbell rings at 5.30 in the morning. I'm sound asleep in bed. i got another 20 minutes to sleep. And I throw on my shorts and a shirt, and I go staggering to the door. They're pounding on the door. They, he... Some wacko out there, some listener. Don't call me, sir. We'll call you. We'll get you some help. And this is a guy that's been faxing me. I recognize the uh, verbiage. Oh, I've got this, the greatest, uh, what was the word he used? Corruption case ever going, and blah, 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 and the, the good Christians are trying to get me arrested. This is a guy that's been faxing me this crap. I said it's 5.30 in the morning. Habib, well, what can I call you? Don't call me. I'll call you, okay? Get away from my house, and I'll be the one to call the cops, okay, you maniac? Lunatic. Crazy people. P.D. Lenny calls me last night by mistake at the house. You ever have anybody do that, call you by mistake, and then pretend, try to pretend that they were really calling you? No, not pretend. They usually say, oh, I'm sorry, I hit right, the wrong Right, right, like a normal person would say, oh, gee, I misdialed, I hit the wrong button on here because it was on the cell phone, you know. Right. But instead of that, oh, I'm at the warehouse, what flavors do you want? How about this flavor, Petey? That's for you, you maniac. Go uh, go over to Steve M's house again and take another handful of drugs, you lunatic, you. This place is out of control, I'll tell you that right now. The uh, doctor that performed the surgery. Anyway, it's uh, 10 past 9 at 560. Well, he didn't get a chance to hear that the first time, so, uh, you know, why the hell not two, three hundred times today between now and one? Sounds good to me. It's enough to make me flip my lid. There's more than one hairpiece? So I... Come to find out. Well, are they like different shades? Yeah, different yes, exactly. They're formal, casual, oh. everyday. So maybe that's why he was wearing that like bright, bubbly one because of the Dolphin victory. That must have been it. Different hues. I'll get to I'll get to the poll, Eric. Just relax. We're getting way behind here now. The uh, doctor. No. Twelve minutes after nine at five sixty WQM. We all have different lifestyles, therefore need different products to make us feel better and healthier. Oleomed Mediterranean formulas are advanced combinations of pharmaceutical-grade olive oil combined with some really good stuff in there. 
vitamins, minerals, herbals, other nutrients scientifically designed to provide natural nutrition solutions to help you support specific health needs. Look for Oleomed's three brand new formulas, which are sleep, weight management, and CoQ10, all using the benefits of pharmaceutical-grade olive oil. Oleomed is an outstanding product. It's available at Publix, Eckerd, Walgreens. For more info, you can call at toll-free number. We always give you 1-866-OLEOMED. That's 1-866-653-6633. You can also order Oleomed products online at oleomedamerica.com. And if you visit your nearest Publix and purchase an Oleomed product in Broward or Dade, you'll get yourself a coupon for a free Larry Coker bobblehead doll while supplies last. Don't forget to visit their sampling pavilion at Sportstown every Sunday, too, and the Dolphins are playing home games. Pick up free Oleomed samples and product information. Start feeling healthy right now, this instant, by popping that Oleomed in your puss. This is Sports Radio 560, QAM. There's a butt. I smell it. Condoleezza, Condoleezza, Chevron Mooley. With your funky yellow teeth so far apart. Condoleezza, Condoleezza, what you be doing? Get the old fascist like that token Schwarzer's dog. Is you dead? Is you the blackie and your mammy who be smart? Does they like how you shine their shoes, Condoleezza? Oh, the way you watch and talk the whitey's cars. Georgie Jr. say he trust you, Condoleezza. You sell our allies on the greedy oil wall. But then he make you clean all the White House bathrooms. Up the sink, the toilet, and then scrub the floor. They tell you don't wear sandals, Condoleezza. Your cold chip toenails make them want a wretched pew. <laughs> Your nappy leg hair looks just like it be Velcro. The GOP want you to be that token spoon. One day while you be flipping pancakes, you may realize that they're treating you just like your esterone. That's when your head will move from side to side, Condoleezza. Until Bush and Rummy. They be cracker assholes. The uh, doctor that performed the surgery on uh, Jay Fiedler's thumb, mm-hmm. isn't he the same doctor that performed the uh, procedure on your toupee? Um, it's the doctor who performed the surgery. Let's think about that. What's his name? Klein? Fiedler's doctor? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where he who, who, I don't know. It's not like Yeldy was about on to losing it there, didn't it? Sure. I think I'm not Cole sure where he went. Doctor, isn't he? Fiedler. I'm not sure where he went. Did he go to Holy Cross? I, I didn't read it. Not sure. Well, bottom line is that I don't, the doctors can't tell how long Jay's going to be out. No, you're not. You're not sure. Somewhere in least a month could be up to eight weeks. 
Somewhere in there. Wally on the wall with you on QAM. Hi, Mo. Oh, I'm sorry. 918 at 560 WQAM. Happy Tuesday to you. See, the fun stuff, which uh, doesn't get on the air on that show, which there isn't, isn't really much fun, but whatever fun stuff, you won't hear it there, so you'll have to tune in here between 9 and 1 for the fun. Because that just ain't no fun. You know, it's, it's basically a very serious breeding ground for those sports nerds. In fact, they may start multiplying. We can only hope they show up in the numbers. Because we're pulling for him because, uh, not that we like him personally, but we're pulling for him because we're all in the same ball game as far as financially, right? There's bonus money involved there. No question. So somebody should go on the air here on this station and say, oh, don't listen to so-and-so. Uh, well, that's, 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 uh, grotesque. Self-destructive. Self-destructive and destructive to the rest of us, too. Selfish. Mmm. <laughs> How do you like that? My phlegm. I don't, I don't have it? any phlegm and it's starting to come up now, yeah. Crunchy. Which group of people do you think has been most unfairly stereotyped by TV and the movies is our poll question today. Sorry about that, Eric. Now that, see, that was good. We stretched it out a little bit, gave him a time to finish breakfasts. Here's the list. Italians, Hispanics, Lucy, uh, blacks, Jews, gays, Southerners, or New Yorkers. Now, don't you think that covers, uh, did I leave anybody out? I don't put, like, Polacks in there because we don't, you know, there's, I don't think there are too many Polacks in the movies. Huh? This is Stanley Kowalski. No, but uh, seriously, I don't think there's any other ethnic group that needs to be in here. People from Poland are called Poles. Which group of people do you think has been most unfairly stereotyped by TV and the movies? Italians, which uh, some of them, not too many, though, because most Italians have a good sense of humor. How about the ragheads? They're always being stereotyped. Unfairly? Well, see, you missed, my opinion, you missed that word. Well, might. see, you know, don't be starting with the laundry heads, okay? And thank goodness that we know that there's no uh, terrorists in Indonesia. Nope. Thank goodness for that. And amazing how all of a sudden, after every one of these grotesque acts, oh, uh, now we admit, yeah, we do have Al-Qaeda here, and we got a bunch of terrorist lunatics, and they have been training here, and we better do something about it now. Uh-huh. Which group of people, Italians, Hispanics, blacks, Jews, gays, Southerners, or New Yorkers? I think that would be a tough... Uh, Tough choice for a lot of people out there. Put your thinking caps on, okay? Another grotesque story. A dragnet covers suburban Washington as authorities search for a cream-colored van spotted moments after a woman was killed in a mall parking lot by a single bullet to the head last night. The shooting led to fears that the sniper terrorizing the area had killed a ninth person. And they got uh, the uh, police representative right now going, uh, I, I, I can't comment. Yeah, like that. Well, that was almost as good as anthrax again. That was perfect. Police swiftly closed highways around Falls Church about 10 miles west of the nation's capital and said they were on the lookout for a Chevy Astro van that was missing a left rear taillight and had a silver ladder on its roof. Eileen Qualls, a spokesman for Virginia Governor Mark Warner, said the woman was shot in the head last night as she and her husband loaded packages in their car's trunk outside the Home Depot at the Seven Corners Shopping Center. Witnesses told police that the fatal shot came from a light-colored van, according to Qualls. Witnesses at some of the earlier shootings also reported seeing a white or cream-colored van or truck. There is some pretty decent eyewitness information that maybe we haven't had in some of the previous shootings, Qual said. CBS News correspondent Aileen Sergani report sources say the gunman was seen parking in the Home Depot parking lot by witnesses who say they saw him get out of the van, fire the shot, get back in the van, and drive away. You ready for that? No. Which sounds unlike uh, what we're assuming the other ones were. Of course, we don't know. We're just assuming because they don't seem to know much of anything. Uh, and, uh... Yeah. 
Members of a Maryland task force investigating the sniper attacks were conferring with Fairfax County authorities to see if the shooting was the work of the sniper who's killed eight people and wounded two in the last two weeks. It's too early to tell at this time if the shooting is linked. However, we're working it and investigating it with that potential in mind, said Fairfax County Police Chief Tom Manger. Last night's killing occurred at one of Northern Virginia's busiest intersections where major arteries come together to form seven corners. Virginia State Police said the van was last seen traveling east on Route 50 from Falls Church. Interstate 66 and I-95 are nearby. It's interesting. It says the van was last seen, just like the one the other day where they had the uh, thing cordoned off in no time at all, and the uh, state trooper's car was like 50 yards away from where the shooting took place. And yet, in spite of all of their best efforts, they don't uh, seem to be. Are we ever going to catch anybody in this country? That's what I'm getting worried about. Well, if we do catch them, we'll be sure not to convict them. No, I'm not talking about that. For, forget it, but we'll worry about that later. But can we catch anybody? We caught uh, uh, Osama Yamama. No. Mullah Omar. No. Zawahari Hiri. No. 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 Uh, any of that. Have we caught the Chandra's killer yet? No. Who am I leaving out? There's a whole bunch of mystery of stuff going on. The sniper, of course, not. No. They just We don't seem to be doing too good of a job of nailing anybody down when you come right down to it. How about the people that killed uh, Nicole Brown and uh, her buddy there? Caught him? No. No. Well, O.J. is out there looking for him every day, along with Screw Ann and Phyllis, the water Nazi. They're out there scouring the golf courses, looking for that killer. Still can't find him or them. Who else am I leaving out? Oh, the uh, person in the ver- speaking of Virginia that killed uh, Elizabeth. Uh, what was the little girl's name? Smart. Nope. Find him yet? No. No. Just not doing too good of a job, uh, it seems to me. I could be wrong about that. And, of course, this one is in Virginia again, so we don't have uh, Chief Moosey in there at the, on this one. But if we would just get together and uh, get on this thing a little bit better, you know, pull our resources and get all these uh, organizations to work together, I think maybe we might get something done. Tragic. Really sad. Sick. Crazy people with guns. Zion America, baby. I don't see a lot of calls on that board yet. Had a tremendous... What are, you, what are you smirking about? P.D. Lenny said, oh, it was a great show yesterday. Took some calls, thank God. Thank God. So I can just, you know, I can assume the kind of backstabbing that's going on back there with him. He doesn't just stab you in the back. So you don't take it personal. He stabs everybody in the back. You, me, anybody that uh, he and sitting right across from, P.D. Lenny. Yeah, we took some great calls yesterday, P.D. I'm glad that you approve of the show, okay? You butt plug. And don't be calling me at home anymore ever again, even uh, by accident. Calls me by accident. Oh, what flavors do you want? You ready for that? We're talking about a certifiable person. He's in our sales department. Certifiable. Needs to be in a goddamn straitjacket in a rubber room somewhere. WQAM? Yes, I want to talk to you now. About what? About anything. Yeah, see? There you go, about anything. See, let me say this to you. Uh, this goes back to the 38%, because I noticed we uh, fell into a lot of that again yesterday, starting to take these calls. This business, like when you call here, I'm supposed to give you an idea of what you should be talking about. When you call somebody, generally, now see, that goes back to the P.D. Lenny thing again. You called me. What did you call me? Well, it was a mistake. You know, this guy must have been a mistake also. Generally, you should probably have something in mind to talk about as opposed to, uh, you know, Well, that was anything. obviously a crank. Yeah, That's right, because he, he had nothing to, to call. Right, nothing to say. That's why I asked him that question, because he sounded a little cranky to me. He sounded like some kind of a moron that would, you know, ring your doorbell at 5.30 in the morning. Not a good move, man. Not a really good move. In fact, I might help those good Christian people uh, have that guy's ass thrown Speaking in jail. Speaking of a good move, you might think of uh No, moving. no. The uh, doctor that performed the surgery on uh, Jay Fiedler. Right, on his thing. 
Poor Jay Fiedler. Now it's going to be interesting. I don't want to get football intensive, which I don't want to discuss it at all because they sure beat it into the ground this morning. But uh, all those people who wanted Ray Lucas, now you're going to get him, baby. Now you're going to get him. And, of course, if it should turn out that he stinks to join out, which everybody in the papers this morning, oh, no, it's either uh, you know either either or. It's no difference. But if by some chance he stinks to join out, and then they're going to say, oh, boy, we sure missed that Jay Fiedler. He was the best. We were wrong. We were wrong. A tough crowd, man. This is a tough town. They don't want to give anybody any slack. Flack, yes. Slack, no. Now, why is some asshole uh, faxing me this thing about the Penguins and Leaf game? I saw the game. I don't need all this crap. Pages and pages and pages of crap about the Penguin-Leaf game, which I saw last night. And what a shame that the net was uh, raised there in that last tying Leaf goal that got uh, disallowed. Trevor Kidd blows. That's all I need to say about that game, okay? Trevor Kidd bites. That's one thing Geldy said that was correct this morning. He is awful. Couldn't stop a watermelon from 100 yards away. Trevor Kidd. In fact, when they play the Rangers, I wouldn't be surprised if they start Michael Telkvist tonight. You know him, don't you? It's a 927 at 560 WQAM. I know one thing. Shopping for a mattress the old-fashioned way is a total, a disastrous waste of your time and a lot of money and effort. Especially the way things are nowadays. And a lot of people got themselves locked in. They don't want to leave their house. Well, this is one thing you can do without leaving the house. Just make one easy call, 1-800-MATTRESS, and you'll talk to an expert betting consultant who really knows their betting crap, man, inside and out. And they'll hook you up with exactly the size of mattress and the style that you want. When I say style, like extra firm, extra soft, extra whatever. And they've got all the top brands in the world, Serta, Sealy, Simmons, King, Coil. And when you call Dollar Mattress, you pick the day in the two-hour window for delivery when it's convenient for you, any day of the week, seven days a week. And you also get that unbeatable 30-day in-home comfort guarantee to check it out the real way by sleeping on it and testing it out for up to a month to make sure it's the right mattress for you and your back. So if you want to start getting a great night's sleep every night, even when they knock on your door at 5.30 in the morning, pick up the phone and call Dollar Mattress right now, 1-800-MATTRESS. 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S, or check them out on that wicked World Wide Web at mattress.com. Live, live and local, we're Sports Radio 560 QAM. And rate me. Hey, this is Ray Ruffinsor. You want to get a mortgage? I'll tell you where to get one. Right here. And they won't screw you like my ex-wife screwed me. <laughs> she screwed me bad. How else you think I got this affected voice, huh? <laughs> you think it's because it's the easiest kind of fake voice to do, huh? Nah. The fact that I keep doing it long enough, I start to start talking normally after the Give me a minute, Tommy. <laughs> My ex-wife gave me this voice because she screwed me like Janice was screwing Ralphie. <laughs> Just like that. Yeah. That's how she gave it to me. Oh. oh, yeah. I had that same Lee Harvey Oswald look on my leathery face. Oh. Even George Gallup never took a bow like that. Well, maybe he did. Oh, look at that. so naughty. I know how that feels. Oh. And now you know how I got my name. Red Rough and Sore. Funny, huh? <laughs> it is. It's Rough and Sore. So if you want a mortgage, it's just a place to do or whatever it is. Exactly. 931 at 560. WQM. Don't call me again, Petey. You're a crazy person, okay? I, I think you ought to be Baker acted. Don't you think that's a good idea? Okay. Maybe we ought to make the call today. Just, just have him Baker acted. Have him come and take him away in a goddamn straitjacket. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line, and you know the audience. Thirty eight percent of them wanted calls. They said it's really ponderous. All these bedtime stories, all of this reading on the air. I have two great Maureen Dowd columns, by the way, for today. One from today's uh, paper, one that I get to the other day because we had all those great calls. 
And we had uh, plenty of the regular cranks, the idiots out there yesterday. It's uh, the same old stuff. See, that's what makes it so terminal, so ponderous. It's just uh, debilitating because they're not funny. There's nothing worse to me than somebody who thinks that they're funny who's not. And that includes most of the callers who think that they're being very amusing. Uh, they're not funny. Look at that phone. Is there a response there? 30, look at what's going on in the world. We have another shooting there, another uh, sniper shooting, evidently, up in Virginia. We got this horrendous uh, terrorist that ratted all over the goddamn world in Kuwait, in uh, Indonesia, everywhere. We got the president going boom, 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 like this. Uh, they already got their Iraq attack planned no matter what anybody says. We got all of these things going on. And as usual, these people have got nothing to say. See, this is, this is why we're not going to be bringing C-SPAN and CNN and Fox News and HBO or anybody else in here to embarrass ourselves because the fact of the matter is that you people got nothing to say. So they're the experts on programming, including Petey Lenny. He's also an expert. Oh, thank God you took calls. It was a great show. Thank God you finally took some calls. Like I'm killing him. Like maybe he can't sell the show because I'm not taking calls because I'm sitting reading bedtime uh, stories four hours every day. I thought the shows from Toronto were going just fine, if you ask me. I, I could be wrong. I thought they were just fine. The response on the Internet was sensational, which somebody's got to be listening. But that P.D. Lenny, man, everybody in this building is a goddamn program director. If they'd spend as much time going out and selling as they are program directing, we could be like number one half in building last month instead of number one, which uh, certain people running around the building bragging about that. WQAM. Yeah, I'd like to uh, get on the air. I beg your pardon? I'd like to get on the air. What do you want to talk about? Uh, sniper. What is it? Sniper. Okay. Neil. Yes, sir. I have an idea. When we get the sniper... When we get him, let's recruit him to go get a... Uh, oh. WQAM. Can I have lunch with George? I beg your pardon? Can I have lunch with George? That's the the fat, everything sucks guy, Iron Chef sucks. And... Uh-huh. This will be over fast today. WQAM. Yes. Yeah. Speaking. Hi, Neil. I was uh, listening to your program yesterday about uh, the Reverend Fowlow. And it's amazing because I've seen him on more than one occasion on television and uh, where either uh, Larry King or one of these other individuals had a chance to question him, mm -hmm. and, they, and they just blew it. Well, you think, because, Larry, you think Larry King is going to ask somebody a tough question? Well, the other fellow, I, I think, would. The guy on Hardball, I assume Chris Matthews, that. yeah. I would assume he would. And he had, he had Falwell on, and he had some gentleman from the... Uh, Islamic uh, uh, creed uh, from the U.S. on and the Islamic fella, creed. Well, and he was—I I don't remember the name of his group, but he was—he was a uh, Muslim, an American Muslim. Yeah. And uh, and Falwell boldfacedly said to him that uh, that Muhammad was a, was a terrorist. And then the gentleman asked him, "Well, what is, you know, what defines a terrorist?" And he said, "Well, a terrorist is someone who kills innocent people." Mm -hmm. Right then like and there, I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, "Let me at him!" Because in the Bible, if anyone—I mean, I'm an agnostic—but anyone who reads the Bible, and I've read it, knows that that God killed his innocent people on more than one occasion. Uh, the, the Passover, uh, the, the the flooding. Mm -hmm. I mean, he even admitted that he. Didn't and he wanted to make sure the Jews did a good job because every time he got pissed off, he told them to kill all of their enemies. Don't miss a single one. Kill them all. Exactly. Right. And and even the Thou shalt not kill and all of that business, the Ten Commandments. These were commandments only for the but, Israelites. But sir, why why are we wasting our time with all that caca from the book? I mean, if you're an agnostic, no, why would you even dignify point, that? 
You're, 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 de you're dealing with a fat-faced, bigoted asshole, okay? And why these people in the media continue putting him on is because he's got a big, famous name, and he always sticks his foot deep into his mouth, and it creates a lot of controversy, and they think it's good for ratings. So that's why they put him on, because they're totally irresponsible. They don't give I a agree. crap. I agree. I agree completely. But, but you'll, be, you'll be very pleased to know, because I have the story in my hand right now. As always, he's backtracking and apologizing now. Yeah, well, I, he looks like he might be uh, a, a huge drinker. <laughs> he seems to be almost drunk when he's being interviewed. He's got this one line that he constantly talks about. Well, I, I, there's a rumor going around that he went to a, some broadcasting school, but I'm not really sure. Anyway, in the face of protests around the world, the Reverend Jerry Falwell has issued an official apology for comments he made about the Prophet Muhammad. He's always apologizing either to Teletubby and Tinky Winky or this one or that one. Always apologizing. Just open up a big mouth, shoot from the lip, and then, oh, I didn't really mean it. You know? Kind of like Jeb Bush. Same thing. Coming from the same place, by the way. Two right-wing assholes. He's issued an official apology, Jerry has, for comments he made about the Prophet Muhammad during his October 6th interview on the CBS News program, 60 Minutes. In the interview, the conservative Baptist minister said, I think Mohammed was a terrorist. I read enough of the history of his life written by both Muslims and non-Muslims to know that he was a violent man, a man of war. He also said Jesus set the example for love, as did Moses, <laughs> which I still laugh over that. I think Mohammed set an opposite example. In a statement over the weekend, Falwell said, I sincerely apologize that certain statements of mine made during an interview for CBS's 60 Minutes were hurtful to the feelings of many Muslims. I intended no disrespect to any sincere, law-abiding Muslim. He claimed he made a mistake while responding to a controversial and loaded question at the end of an hour-long interview. See, the question was loaded. It was somebody else's fault. The fallout from his remarks on 60 Minutes was severe. At least five people were killed, nearly 50 people injured Friday, when Hindu-Muslim rioting broke out at a protest in Sholapur, 225 miles south of Bombay. Shiite Muslim clerics in Lebanon and Iran reacted with rage to Falwell's remarks, and an envoy of Iran's supreme leader called for his death. Iranian cleric Mohsen Mudhajed Shebestari. I wonder if he's related to Alinda Mare. Shebestari, huh? Has a nice ring to it. Addressing weekly Friday prayers in the northwestern town of Tabiz, said the uh, Reverend Jerry Falwell was a mercenary and must be killed, the Farsi language daily Abra reported Saturday. Also, hundreds of Muslim protesters gathered twice outside the CBS broadcast center in New York on October 8th and the 13th to demand an apology from the media. How do you like that? Jerry Falwell, once again, shooting from the lip. Just see, this is how bigoted people are. They just blurted out, oh, I didn't really mean that. Did somebody actually hear it? In fact, that's what Bob Simon said in that little follow-up piece on uh, 60 Minutes Sunday night when they were, like, uh, reporting on what the reaction was, and Falwell's comment was, well, because uh, he hadn't apologized, at least to their knowledge, when they taped that. His comment, well, I'm sorry that they broadcast it. Right, right. Just like Jeb Bush is awfully sorry that the reporter was there with that cassette recorder going while he was making those bigoted, obnoxious, uh, disgusting comments of his up in Pensacola. Uh, it's kind of like I didn't know the gun was loaded. Same thing. Same old thing. The uh, doctor that performed the surgery on... Uh... Jay Fiedler's thumb. Mm -hmm. Isn't he the same doctor that performed the uh, procedure on your toupee? Um, you know, there's a there's a gap in there. You could drive a fleet of Mack trucks through there. You know, that's how long that gap is. And what a shame that Robert that they made Robert dump that. You know, it's really a shame because that would have been probably one of the most entertaining points of that show this morning. Probably could get at least a six share, baby. Put more stuff like that on the air. Instead of being uptight and humorless about uh, this week's hairpiece, now is it a daily thing or a weekly thing, or you don't know yet? It's for special occasions. He's got the everyday. Has he got the Yom Kippur hairpiece? Does that have the beanie sewn into it? Yeah, it's got the beanie's already sewn in. <laughs> the doily is sewn into it. 
It doubles as a doily and a Yom Kippur hairpiece. Oh, that's a good question. If you're orthodox, does a toupee count as a head covering? Excellent question. Only if it's like slidden off to the side, you know. I'll call the Rebbe. Okay. Yeah, only if it's like uh, that guy from California. What the hell's his name again that I can never think of the congressman? That went through uh, an hour trying to, and they finally gave him the name Robert. Uh, you know the one I'm talking about? Yeah, I can't think of his name. But, uh, I mean, he's, got, uh. he's got like a dead mouse on his head. Anyway, forget about him. 20 till 10 at 560 WQM. If you're looking for a great night on the town, something exciting to make you want to get out of your chair and yell, we're talking live action and fine dining, too. Maybe even make some money on the side. Get a TV right at your table so you don't have to miss a minute of your favorite show or sporting event. Then why not come out and plunge your brains out at Pompano Park Harness Track? That's right. The racetrack's world-renowned Top of the Park restaurant is now open starting tomorrow night for the racing season. Enjoy any one of Sheriff Kirk uh, Lede's nightly specials or select your choice of fresh seafood, superb steaks, or scrumptious desserts from the menu. The Top of the Park restaurant offers not only excellent food, but it's located six stories high, featuring a beautiful panoramic skyline view, and you're right over the track, so you won't miss a second of the racing action. You'll be able to see Donald Brainerd way out there in the middle of the track. Pompano Park is currently open for live harness racing three nights a week, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. Gates open at 6 p.m., post time 7.15. And this season, something brand new at Pompano Park, free clubhouse and free grandstand admission all season long. And, of course, as always, free general parking, too. Every Wednesday night, like tomorrow, still dollar night with draft beer, hot dogs, sodas, popcorn, even large pretzels, only a buck apiece. And, of course, like always, simulcasting every day, seven days a week, starting at noon at Pompano Park. Pompano Harness in Pompano Beach, a block south of Atlantic Boulevard on Powerline Road. Don't forget, live racing this week, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, post time 7.15, and the dining room opens tomorrow night. My, my, and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAM. That the Lord even loves Neil Rogers. <laughs> well, I'm Jerry Falwell, I'm the right hand of God. And when I woke up today, I put my TV on, and instead of Kathy Lee or CNN, I saw a purple creature with a gay sign on his head. It was an upside down triangle purple tinky winky. Upside down triangle purple tinky winky. Upside down triangle purple tinky winky. Hey, tell it to me. Well, just when I thought things couldn't get worse, I noticed he was carrying a little purse. Now, how can they call this a children's show? I may be purple, but I have a brown hole. He has an upside down triangle purple tinky winky. Upside down Well, most devout Christians find it hard to believe, but on the Teletubbies' tummy is a TV screen. It had a purple penis pointing straight at me that was blowing a noise through the hole in the thing. I don't have a penis. I've never had one, I swear. 9.45 at 5.60 WQM. Happy Tuesday to you. And that Paul is, uh, he's working on it up there. I told you he had that breakfast burrito in his hand. So we got the uh, poll question on there on my uh, page, but it's still got the choices about the Bushmeister. Here's the facts from Bill and Boca who asks, Is Mo as big a jerk as uh, you make him out to be? Yes. Yes. He must really be a real prick, he says. Yes. Yes. And P.S. It says, don't take any calls because they're worthless. I'd rather listen to your humor and the news. Well, thank you very much, Bill. Bill enjoys the show. We don't have any problem with it. But we're still waiting for some real silly lady calls. Now, the last caller, he was okay. Brought up the Falwell thing, and I happen to have that uh, bedtime story right there in my pile, in my sack. And, then, of course, the other guy wants to make a joke about the uh, the sniper thing. See, I hate to break the news to you, sir, but there's nothing funny about some lunatic, some crazy person with a gun. 
or crazy people with a gun. And the fact that it's happening up in D.C. and Virginia and this, you know, suburban uh, D.C., the fact that it's happening up there allows people here in South Florida and elsewhere to sit around and say, well, uh, you know, let's send him after Osama. Let's do this. Let's do that. But if it was happening like down here somewhere, like over on Fort Lauderdale Beach, for example, or out in Weston or wherever the hell it might be, I don't think people would be making any jokes about it. They'd be hovering under their bed right now, crapping in their pants, and rightfully so. WQAM. Hello. Yes, sir. I'm uh, talking to you. Speaking. Speaking. Oh, I didn't realize you had a delay. I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh, a first-time caller and uh, first-time listener. Love the show. Um, I work at what you call the light bulb. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. On. Yes, sir. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five. I mean, what is there to say? What is there to say? Dump that, Robert. W Q A M. Neil, you're gay. Yeah. Okay. W Q A M. Q A M. Hey, Neil. W Q A M. Yes. Hi. Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, I heard you were taking calls, and I want to know uh, what we're going to do about the price of chicken. It keeps coming up by pennies. A... WQAM. Neil, how you doing, my friend? Okay. Hey, Neil, let me ask you a question. If Mo got lice, he'd be wiped out. If what? If Mo Howard got lice in his toupee, he'd be wiped out. Yeah, good point. Henry Barrow, my best personal friend. Oh. How are you? Good to see you. Boy, you got fat, you know what? Life must be good. He got really fat. He must be getting a lot of free food and drinking a lot of... Look at that gut. Holy crap. Woo! Man, oh man. In fact, you could come to work here now. You just qualified. <laughs> You're fat enough to work here. What brings you here today, Henry? Going to tape a commercial. You're doing commercials? Great. Excellent. You didn't bring that uh, bald-headed guy with you. Did. What was his name? Mark uh no. <laughs> Mark Benson. <laughs> oh, that's right. He's out there fighting uh, Spanish language people in the streets. Well, that's great. Henry Barrow just came in from Iowa. Did Yes. They have the same toupee maker for everybody. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, too bad you came in too late to meet Mo. You'd have loved him, man. You'd have, he's a real piece of work. Great to see you. Have a wonderful life. And lose some weight, please. We'd like to keep you alive. Man, he got uh, fat. Henry Barrow got rid. Didn't he get fat? So, like you said, life must be good. No, no, not that good. That's that's not good. He got really fat. He was never fat. He never not had an ounce of flab on his butt, huh? No, he had a, bit a little, of a little bit of a paunch from drinking all of that free wine, wine you know. Anyway, he's a good guy, Henry Barrow, one of the few people in this business we like. Oh! <laughs> yeah, he ain't no mo. Anyway, I think these calls, uh, they can wait, you know. I got some important stuff here, and you people. Yeah, this business about, oh, you, you got to take some calls for what? What do you have to say? Do you have anything to say? No. You have nothing to say. You're gay. Yeah, you're gay, yeah, and? Big deal. You want a date? Trust me. Let's see. Here's Paul who says, is more a real asshole like you say he is? The caller suck. Love your news reading. Keep it up, says Paul. Paul, we get the message, okay, but quit being so chronic. Or is it maybe this is a different Paul because the handwriting looks different. Yes, Mo is a real uh, piece of work. He's an asshole. Right. Just ask the people who work with him, the ones who are left on that show. <laughs> there aren't too many. There aren't too many because they keep marching down the hall and they don't come back. You're unprofessional. Don't ever come back here again. Don't put them on the show. 
And the the best way, I wasn't aware of that thing that you told me this morning about him forcing them to cut the audio off. The moment we do the changeover at 9 o'clock, and, of course, he ignores this program. He pretends that even the even the organ grinder and the monkeys aren't here anymore. He don't do that. So we're having, I'm like Red China. He doesn't recognize me, which is fine. That's okay. But at 9 o'clock sharp, as soon as he says goodbye, the speakers in there must go in the off position or the board operator gets 50 lashes with a wet noodle and his toupee and has to do a stand side by side when Mo has to drop his pants to get raped at it. Yeah, that's why I'm here. That's what Robert told me. He said that he said he was out yesterday to heal him up. I said, are you sore about it? He said, you have no idea, man. Rectum. Wow. So, oh, look at that. The poll is up finally. Eric, uh, I knew he'd get around to it. He's busy having a few breakfasts maybe with Henry Barrow. Which ethnic group has been most unfairly stereotyped on TV or in the movies? Uh, see, and you always tend to vote for the one that uh, you're involved in, you know? Who, me? And I'm saying people, oh, people. in general. Sure. Boy, you are touchy, man. You're a touchy little oh, I didn't spit. know if you were talking about me because I was going to vote for I'm saying in gays. general. Look, we already got 21 votes on there. Gay six. That was what I voted. I could have voted Jews because I definitely also... voted for gays. Did you? I would have, but, you know, we can only vote once from here. I thought you could vote in there. You can't. It's whoever votes first. Remember, we're on the Oh, same well, I, got, I beat you to it. Italians, four. Blacks, three. New Yorkers, three. Southerners, two. I, I don't know what they're talking about. Southerners are depicted. I don't know what they're talking about. Uh, Hispanics, two. And Jews, one. Because there actually are some people in the movie, some Jews who don't have big noses. Right. I can't think of any. First of all, how many Jews are portrayed in the movies in the first place? There was Hyman Roth. And then there's uh, Oscar uh, uh, Irvin Schindler, whatever the hell that Schindler's listing that you're always telling me i got to watch. I'll tell you what. I'll watch that right after I watch uh, that prison movie. Uh, what is it? Shawshank. Shawshank Redemption. No, 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 forget about all of them. Yeah. I'm not watching either one of them. Right. No, don't. I don't, don't want to see any more Jew movies, okay? Like, born on the like I said, I, I can drive right up Sunrise Lake, see all the old Jews that I want. Okay? I have no, no problem finding Jews down here. I can go up to Boca. I can find Jews, every well, variety can, of Jews. to work. I can come to work and see a Jew in there in the morning. In fact, I went in the uh, bullpen this morning to look in there after that uh, very hysterical phone call about the uh, doctor in the hairpiece and Jay Fiedler's thumb. And Gildy was still kind of chortling and smirkling, kept looking down to make sure he didn't look up and see me, you know. And Mo was like, he, he has this, it's very bizarre, must be uncomfortable. It must be, maybe it's because he has his bag hidden like in the side of the chair. That might be it. No, seriously, how, how look, this is the position... He's got, he's got the money. Maybe he wants to be real close to Gildy. You know, I don't know what it is. But he's like launched over, like, which makes sure that he can't look behind him. Because there's the big window in the bullpen behind him. So, like, if I or somebody he doesn't want to see is, like, standing there, which I was, he doesn't have to see us. You know, he can, like, hide from the world that way. He can insulate himself. I mean, how you, you do the show a lot. How could you sit in a chair like this, like, hunched in this position and do the chair? Unless, of course, your bag is, like, getting in the way. Or maybe there's a boy. And I'm not, suge- I'm not suggesting he's got a bag, but it's possible. I wish I had a bag. A brand new one? Groups blame Bush for recall. Oh, boy. They say poultry standards are too lenient. Speaking of that asshole that called before about chickens. Consumer and environmental groups yesterday blamed the Bush administration for the nation's largest meat recall, saying the administration had failed to set adequate safety standards for the meat industry. Officials at the Agriculture, Agriculture Department flatly denied the accusation. Pilgrim Pride Corporation asked that 27.4 million pounds of cooked turkey and chicken products be returned for fear that the roast and deli meat sold under the Wampler brand are contaminated with Listeria monocytogene, what is it? Monocytogenes, a potentially fatal bacteria. In South Florida, the recall affected public supermarkets, but not Winn-Dixie stores, said spokespeople for the chains. And you know what? I still wouldn't stop at Winn-Dixie. 
If you paid for my groceries, I still wouldn't shop there, you know? Now, is that, like, bigoted on my part or what? No. I just don't like their stories. Once upon a time, they were fine. They well, were a long, long time ago. Sure. A long time ago. And then, depending on what neighborhood you live in, they start letting the stores get really kind of run down and crappy and schmutzy. Because and, there's a nice Winn-Dixie over on, uh, right where I used to live, Sunrise near uh, Pine Island there. Right. And there's a blockbuster on the corner there, and in that shopping center, the magnet store is the Winn-Dixie. That's a nice store. Right. In fact, I ran into Petey Bulger several years there ago in that store. I wish I'd have run into him with my cart. At any rate, I wouldn't go there if they paid me. At Publix, sliced deli turkey breast sold under the executive chef brand is being recalled. Public spokeswoman Maria Radamus said, although this recall involves only turkey breast sliced at the deli counter, we're not... Which I happened to throw out yesterday, as a matter of fact, after I read, saw this story, unopened. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Now, did you throw it out after you ate some of it? No, oh. I'm out, un unopened. It's okay. kind of even yeah. I can't eat it unopened. I mean, I guess I could reach through the uh, the side of the bag. You could just chew on the plastic. Wow! Although this recall involves only turkey breast sliced at the deli counter, we're not taking any chances with customer health and safety. We've instructed our stores to pull all Executive Chef turkey, even prepackaged product, not affected by the recall. She be saying. Customers should return the meat to a local store for refund or replacement, she said. Pilgrim's Pride pulled 295,000 pounds of turkey and chicken products last Wednesday, but expanded the recall over the weekend after tests came back positive for strains of listeria, Oy. the company said Sunday. The recall covers deli meat primarily sold under the company's Wampler Foods brand, though it's also sold under brands including Block and Barrel, Bono's, Golden Acre, Reliance, and a variety of private labels. The products include turkey and poultry sold freshly sliced or made into sandwiches at deli counters and in individually sold packages of sliced deli meats. The listeria infestation at the plant was discovered by the Department of Agriculture inspectors trying to find the source of a listeria outbreak that has killed seven people in seven northeastern states. Listeria can cause high fever, severe headache, neck stiffness, and nausea. It can be fatal in young children, the elderly, and people with weak immune systems and cause miscarriages and stillbirths. The illnesses are the result of inexcusable dereliction of duty by the government agency charged with assuring meat safety, said Carol Tucker, foreman of the Consumer Federation of America. Foreman and other consumer advocates blamed the Bush administration's failure to adopt new regulations covering inspections for listeria that were initiated by former President Bill Clinton. How do you like that, huh? So Bubba was trying to do something about this, but the Bush people said, oh, no, we don't want to clamp down on big business because that's our paisans, that's our buddies, that's our partners in crime. Absolutely correct, sir. So go ahead and poison the public. We'll blame it on the al-Qaeda. We'll blame it on terrorists. They're poisoning the food supply. That's it. And by the way, because all this good stuff is going on, see, it goes to show you, it's, such a, it's, it's so ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. If I can find a goddamn channel. Market's going through the roof today. Oh, Did good. you see that? No. It's good? Sure. Well, that's that right. It's good for you and your little penny ante stocks. That's right. Never was. The Dow's up 230, the 237, and the uh, Nasdaq's up 43 right. points. How do you like that? Oh. Let's hear it, baby. Well, their earnings report's coming out. That, that's the reason that we're being given. It seems to me that the, today is three weeks before Election Day, and these next three weeks you're going to start seeing all of this phony baloney stuff going on in the market coming back. And then, like, on the 6th of November, it'll probably take a precipitous dump. Could be wrong about that, but you know me. 957 at 560 WQM, 55 votes on the poll. Which ethnic group has been most unfairly stereotyped on TV or in the movies? Italians, 16. Gays, 14. Southerners, 8. Huh? Black, 7. New Yorkers, 6. Hispanics, 4. And Jews, only one. Oy. Only one Jew. And his name was Hyman Roth. 
Hey, if you love your home but you desperately need more space, here's how you solve that dilemma. Do what hundreds of other people are doing. Call Strictly Additions. Whether you're having a baby, need another room, if you're converting a carport or patio into living space, if you went into business for yourself and want to make a home office, call Strictly Additions. They're your one-stop shop, more space for your place, place with an absolutely worry-free approach to expanding your living space. Those no-shows by the contractors ain't going to happen when you do business with these people. No unexpected bills, no worries about the job not getting done right, no incomplete work, and they take care of every last detail. They drop your blueprints, they get the building permits, handle all the inspections. Strictly Additions has got an easy five-step approach to total customer satisfaction. First, they call to schedule a free project evaluation appointment at your home where a project estimator will determine the scope of your addition. Secondly, they schedule a bid appointment in their convenience room where you'll get a detailed proposal and an exact price for your work. Thirdly, they select your finishing touches and go to contract. Fourth, review the design and architectural drawings. And finally, fifth, last but not least, sit back with a smile on your puss and relax as your dream edition moves ahead on schedule with unbeatable quality. See how easy that is? Give Strictly Editions a call. You can check out their ad in the yellow pages if you like. They serve all of Broward and South Palm Beach. The number is 954-791-8100. They're licensed. They're insured. Professionals are going to do a super job for you. 954-79, what is it? 791-8100. Be sure and tell them Old Neil and Petey Lenny to need to call. 791-8100. Live and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. Where apes evolved from men. Sensational. Nice seeing you guys. Henry Barrow's uh, head of the wine department in the Gardner's Food Markets. <laughs> and they said he's eating up all the profits. They're drinking them anyway. Good old Henry Barrow. Those were the days, baby. Those were really the days when men were men and uh, Henry was on the sidelines and Rick Weaver was up there doing the games. Those were the days. Those were something, huh? He ran out of here like crazy when I said Rick Weaver. Is the overhead did it die or is it me in here? It must be you. I didn't touch that. Police said uh, today that ballistic evidence has conclusively linked the fatal shooting of a woman last night to the Washington-area sniper attacks. Got it? Conclusively Got it. linked, as if there was any doubt. The woman was slain by a single gunshot last night in the parking lot of a Home Depot. She was identified as Linda Franklin, 47, Ar Arlington, Virginia. The shooting makes Fairfax County, Virginia, the, uh, for, uh, what is it? the fifth locale in the Washington area in which the sniper is struck. Each victim shot with a single 223 caliber bullet. That's what we need is a lot more crazy people with guns. All you NRA people, oh! thank you.
Thank you very much for making America a crazy country with crazy people with guns running around on the loose. That 60 Minutes thing, of course, I guess it was no accident that that piece was on on uh, Sunday night. Good timing. Going to have absolutely no impact. And there's another example. Not only the damn listeria there and people getting food poisoning because of the Bush administration says hands off big business, but there's another deal. You remember when they were saying, oh, we're going to have our office right down the hall from the oral office. That's right. We're going to be sitting off uh, like two uh, feet from where the president sits his ass. Once these Bush right-wingers get in there, and they did. They control the uh, country, and people wonder, well, gee, how come there's all this violence going on? Can't figure it out, you know. Can't figure it out myself. Three minutes after 10 at 560 WQM, we got the mad. Oh, and I got to tell you, the definitive call, the definitive call of all time on talk radio. I'm driving home yesterday. I, I didn't mean to stop in on Mad Dog's show. I opened the door to wave to him because I couldn't get his attention to the bullpen. So I did, like, well, welcome back from uh, Denver, et cetera. Nice job. And he, like, calls me, and so I sit down with him for a couple of minutes, and they were bonding, you know. And I get in the car, and I'm driving home, and he gets a call. So help me, this is this is the definitive sports nerd. This is what's wrong with this radio station, with this town, with this country, with this world, is people like this caller. And his comment, I wish we had it on tape. He's going on to the Mad Dog about, oh, my gosh, I've been on the phone with people all over the country. He's talking about the U of M and the uh, Dolphin wins on Saturday and Sunday. I've been in touch with people all over the country, and they're just, it's just amazing. Aren't we blessed down here? And I didn't know whether to drive off the road, blow my brains out, search for this guy and blow his brains out. I, what, what is that? Are we blessed down here because our football teams won a couple of big games over the weekend? Are we blessed down here or what, huh? No. No. My life is better. Yeah, sure as hell improved my life a lot. I mean, what, what kind of caca is that? What kind of people are we dealing with on this radio station? who think that because we had teams that won football games, therefore somehow this is paradise. You know what I'm saying? Para-freaking dice. Go to Vegas, you'll find a pair of freaking dice. Come here, you'll find a pair of old cockers out there on a goddamn uh, sidewalk, crushing along, or maybe even worse than that, in their car, in their Jew canoe, going about 20 miles an hour in the middle of Sunrise Boulevard. That's what you'll find. The uh, doctor that performed the surgery on uh, Jay Fiedler's thumb, mm -hmm. isn't he the same doctor that, Perform the uh, procedure on your toupee. Now, there's one thing I'd like to know. How did this guy know that? That's what I'm wondering. You think he's got, like, some help on the inside? Maybe he knows the insider that sends us all those inside faxes here in the building. Maybe that was the insider. In fact, maybe that was the insider, yeah, a.k.a. Jerry with the squiggly little writing, which I'm discovering. All of that stuff is coming from inside the building. Maureen Dowd writes, do I, this looks too long for, like, right now, doesn't it? Oh, nice. Huh? No, I think you can do it. In like four or five minutes? Well, yeah. I'll give it a shot. Give my... This is the first of two Maureen Dowd columns today. She's the best. Well, she's one of the best. In the New York Times, the Bush prescription. WWJD at the FDA. We may soon find out if W. David Hager becomes chairman of the powerful Food and Drug Administration panel on women's health policy. His resume seems more impressive for theology than gynecology. I get the feeling I read this before. You read that before. And you know why? Why? See... I have the more recent column from the New York Times. This is this is in the Sun Sentinel today, and I thought, gee, because the headline it right. looked like it was like uh, about new. this other thing, you know. And this is old stuff. I read this from Toronto, and it's just showing up today in the goddamn Sun Sentinel. No wonder I feel like I'm a hundred years behind down here. Wasn't I trying to tell you about the tabloids? You can't find them. All the stuff that you're reading right. out there, I can't find it in the store. Right. In there well, what kind of a Neanderthal place is it? You go up in Toronto, and every goddamn corner there's another book, uh, you know, book stand, newsstand. Would like real living and breathing newspapers from all over the world. 
with the tabloids, with good uh, publications, with crap publications, with sleaze and well, whatever. This is the land of the what? But hey, aren't we blessed? Yeah, seriously, that phone call made me just want to get in, just get in my Corvette and head up uh, the Hershey Highway in Florida. Just get the hell out of here. Aren't we blessed? And he's been he's been talking to people all over the country about what? About about two football games? And they're they're just they're all just flabbergasted. They're not concerned about some sniper that's blown away innocent people up there in D.C. area and in Virginia. They don't care about that or about the fact that we're ready to go to war and sacrifice the lives of hundreds or thousands of young people. They're gonna or, or and slaughter thousands of innocent people. They're not concerned about that and jeopardize the safety of every man, woman, and child on the planet. They don't give a crap about that. But we're blessed because we won a couple of football games. All I can say to you, sir, is that's all. That's all I can say because that's all you can relate to. Third and two. On a 14-yard line. Man, what what are we talking about here? We're talking caca, baby. Caca is what we're talking about. Don't play that managed thing. Well, I just had a feeling we are going to play it. In fact, if we're going to play any managed thing, I think that the new stuff is, you know, worth playing like 20 or 30 times. If I can find a goddamn thing. It's because we have so much I babies. don't have a penis. I've never had one, I swear. We believe you. Well, he went to Michigan. What do you expect? He's an old smoothie. Like Henry Barrow, he's an old smoothie. I could go for a smoothie. Henry was here with his uh, lovely daughter. Henry got old and fat. Henry Barrow, he's the wine sales consultant at Gardner's Markets all over town. The whole chain, he said. So he goes from store to store, <laughs> checking out the wine. <laughs> and the cheese. And whatever else they got. Because Gardner's food market, whatever else they got free, you know. He's living a dream. He's got a nice scan. I'm sorry he didn't bring your good friend Mark Benson with him, though. You could, have, met the man. You, you could have spoken to him in Espanol. He would have run out the door, screaming and shrieking. Ten minutes after 10 at 560 WQAM, there's never been a better time to buy yourself a new home or refinance your existing home. How about this rate, 3.95%? That's right. Financial Group can offer you an unprecedented 3.95%. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call them and get all the information on how this works. Call 1-800-940-LEND. That's 1-800-940-5363. The money you're going to save is unbelievable. Oh, we're fine. Think about it. You can get a $100,000 loan for only 450 bucks a month or a $200,000 loan for only 950 bucks a month. See, one thing about this, no matter which button you hit, it still fits in. The process is simple. You're going to save yourself thousands of dollars each year. Unbelievable. See? Just pick up the phone and call our good friends at Financial Group at 1-800-940-LEND. There's never been a better or smarter time to get you a low interest rate. So call Financial Group. You'll be on your way to big, big savings, baby. Financial Group is an equal housing lender. Credit restrictions do apply and rates are subject to change. So call them right now. Toll free. 1-800-940-LEND. That's 1-800-940-5363. Live and local. This is 560. The radio is all yours now. QAM. If you're one of the millions of people who've been praying to hear the Pope singing on his own CD, your prayers have been answered. Now, through a special arrangement with the Vatican, His Holiness is back, and he's singing better than ever on The Pope Sings. Please allow me to introduce myself. My name is Pope John Paul. Yes, it's Pope John Paul II singing songs that will lift you up and make you get down. He's turned around and starting play that organ music, choir boy. Play that organ music, right? Play that organ music, choir boy. Lay down and boogie. 
karaoke and play that organ music till I die. Which might be so. The Pope Sings gives you the chance to hear the many sides of the owner of the Popemobile. Owner of a Popemobile. Much better than the owner of a stupid hat. He's the potter. And on this CD, he's the boss. You should be playing bingo. You should all go be gambling at that church. Play high stakes if you want to. You're helping the poor if you lose your shirt. So come out and play bingo. Beep, 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 bingo. <laughs> be a The Pope Sings is available now at a special introductory price. Get it and save yourself $5. Hey, let me ask you, are we blessed down here or what, you know, when you come right to speaking of the Pope? Also speaking of the Pope, according to Vatican officials, Pope John Paul II intends to issue a document recommending that Catholics increase to 20 from 15, the number of events or mysteries in Jesus' life that may contemplate, uh, they may contemplate when they say the 59-bead rosary. Huh? Huh? Let me say it again, in, in Jesus' life that they may contemplate when they say the 59-bead rosary. You better learn your rosary crap, mister, your rosary uh, etiquette. The document will be released in conjunction with the celebration of John Paul's 24th anniversary as Pope. He was elected to the papacy in 1978 when they blew a lot of smoke up somebody's ass, and now at 82 years of age is among the longest-serving popes ever. I guess he didn't drink that tea. One senior Vatican official said the Pope's decision to amend the rosary was in keeping with his creativity and his courage in his approach to the boundaries, obligations, and opportunities of the papacy. <laughs> Look at that. George has got his own rosary beads in there right now. Either that or it's some kind of a voodoo ritual. And Larry, who sent me the facts, says, Courage my ass. How about addressing the priest scandal? Oh, we can't do that. This is a very uh, courageous priest who's got the balls to keep Cardinal Law in there in Boston against all odds. Remember that movie, Against All Odds? Yeah. It was kind of crappy. My rosaries were made in Italy. Look at this. Advertising on our fax machine. Oh, yeah. Does that frost my ass or what? When I get that at home, because generally when your fax machine starts clicking at the house, you think, oh, here's something really exciting coming in, you know? And it turns out to be some stupid-ass ad for, like, ink and laser jet uh, printers and all kinds of crap. What's the difference between the round beads and the oval beads? Oh, the oval ones are for Puerto Ricans. Now, which ones do you got? No, some are some of the beads are oval and some are round intermittently. Like you're you're asking me? I don't know. Call up Defoe. Maybe he's got some Indian connections they can tell you. I don't have any One, idea. Two, buckle I don't know from rosary Three, four, beads, okay? Door, five, six. Man. Hail Mary, Holy Mother of God, blessed art thou amongst women. Let's say 400 Hail Marys. That'll get us up to about 1245. People who just keep chanting a lot of meaningless crap, those people are brainwashed. Those people are cultists is what they are. Make no mistake about that. Oh, let's say about 30 Hail Marys, and then the Lord will forgive you. Oh, my God, if you pardon that expression. Oh, God. What is wrong with people? Oh, look at this. A post office box has been set up so people can send in information about the sniper. They're really doing a hell of a job, you know what? And when you see people like old Moosey Man in D.C., you really have the confidence that they're going to work together and get this job uh, done. Well, well, whatever it takes. Well, if it's together, it must be whatever, right? Sounds good. Speaking of TV, speaking of the media, sick as all hell as they are, let's see if that market is still soaring, by the way. It's just, uh, just astonishing to me. Look at that. Dow up 248, up to 8,125. NASDAQ up 44.5 points, up to 1265. <laughs> up to 1265. Wow. Hallelujah, man. Let's have a party in our pants. 
Harry Smith, Hannah Storm, Julie Chen, and Renee Seiler will become the new anchors of the early show, CBS News' weekday morning broadcast. It was announced yesterday by Andrew Hayward, president of CBS News, and the eye is weeping. Why is it weeping? See, because they keep doing this over and over again. They keep bringing back people who failed, like Harry Smith, for example, and like uh, or like Brian Gumball, and now they're going to succeed, and they never do. I like Harry Smith, don't get me wrong. But, you know, he, he's not going to make any difference on there. Would you watch CBS in the morning because Harry Smith is on there? No, maybe no. that uh, Julie person. Julie Chen? No, I'm just kidding. No way. No. Hannah Storm? I don't know what she looks like. The new two-hour broadcast will premiere Monday, October 28th, which sounds to me like a week from next Monday at 7 a.m. on CBS, Channel 4 locally here. The early show will... And by the way, Channel 4 doing a tremendous job for our buddy Troy at Balance for Life. Did you see that last night? I did. No. And he's on there with his two little earrings on there looking really kind of fruity, if you ask me. But at any rate, they're doing a hell of a job. The zone died. And, of course, I wonder where they found out about these things for this big uh, hype. It must be sweeps, isn't it? Must be. New fall season. Atkins thing last week, and now balance for life this week. And you'll never guess, I forgot to mention this yesterday. Friday, while he was hyperventilating in front of the weather map, the weather fairy, little Brian, guess what he said? He said, if you think that this might uh, come our way, you are absolutely correct, sir. Absolutely correct, sir. And he kind of like chortled when he said it. Kind of like uh, Geldy chortled this morning when that call came in about the doctor and the Moe's wig. On Fiedler? <laughs> Fiedler? That was great. Nice going, Geldy. He didn't even realize it. He just couldn't control himself. Anyway, first and foremost, the early news show is a news program, said Hayward, so we'll continue to provide viewers with the stories and issues of the day, as well as yokel news and weather. But, he adds, our anchors will also give viewers a more spontaneous broadcast with four distinct personalities adding their own interest to the mix. The result will be a lively, unconventional, and engaging program. You know what they're trying to emulate? They're trying like, to imitate that uh, CBS, I mean, the CNN thing with Paul Lyon, with that other guy that uh. sits around, you know. Where to sit around being wise guys for a couple of hours. <laughs> yeah, right. Michael Bass, senior executive producer of the early show, explained the unique talents and diversity of our anchors give us great flexibility in putting together an informative, interesting broadcast each day. In addition to being free from the conventional format of anchors, simply alternating stories for two hours. When news warrants our anchors, see the reason I pause there is they're hammering again down below me here. Every time you make noise down there, I'm going to stop talking. How do you like that? Every time you like make a, if somebody farts down there on the second floor, I'm going to like stop. I'm going to have a long pause to refresh. If you don't cut the crap. Let's see. I came back Thursday, Thursday, Friday. So this is like my fourth show back. So it's two out of four already that right. they're dicking around down there on the second floor. Nothing while you were gone, by the way. Not a peep. Not a fart. Not a greps. Not a anything down there. And as soon as the word got around that I was back. Bada-bing, they're, they're going nuts down there. They're going apeshmit. But it sure was nice seeing Henry Barrow and his daughter. Good old buddies of ours from WIOD. Man, those were the great days. Let me tell you that right now. WIOD? Oh, I hate that station. Well, we do too, but... Makes me think of Mikey and Roger. Right. Your good buddy, Roger Ma Mary, Mary Magdalene. Hi, yeah, Hansel. Wasn't that his name? <laughs> Ooga booga. How about those shorts? I like those days, man. We were oh, having a pretty good time in those days. There was nothing wrong with that. Squirt, squirt. See, there's Veneri right there. A lot of people don't even realize that's old Mikey there. Squirt, squirt. Uh-huh. Just like uh, Mitch Lewis. Oi! In fact, most of the good stuff goes back to the IOD days. Most of the good stuff that we got. Yes. Am I right? Yeah, of course. In fact, when we came to this station, that's when the callers really started going south. I guess probably because we're not sports-intensive enough, and because this station, in order to listen, you have to have a jockstrap around your radio. That's a prerequisite. 
Yeah, you do. You have to have a rosary beads around your microphone and a jock strap around your radio and pray for uh, the canes. Pray for the coons. Domino for And how about that ethnic sands? Uh, I'm still waiting to hear what kind of a name that is. Ethnic sands. You think it'd be like an ethnic name? Which ethnic group has been most unfairly stereotyped on TV or in the movies is our poll question today on neilrogers.com. We have at the moment, as I speak, 109 votes. Italians, 29. Gays, 24. Blacks, 18. Southerners, 17. New Yorkers, 11. Hispanics, 8. And Jews, 2. Two Jews. And speaking of TV, see, you notice how I mix these two together here? Ashley Banfield's MSNBC star is losing its sparkle. The globe-trotting journalist who became MSNBC's go-to gal after 9-11 has lost her primetime perch. Boy, they're changing shows around more than we do salespeople, you know what? They had that Alan Keyes is making sense or whatever the hell it was. Wasn't that the name of the show? Yeah, it was. And they discovered that he doesn't make any sense, that he's a self-hating right-wing spook, and they got him off of there real quick. In the absence of breaking news, Banfield's on location to become MSNBC's lowest-rated primetime series, according to Nielsen Media Research. And if it was the lowest one, man, how low can you go? Her nightly series, which aired at 10, will be replaced Monday by MSNBC Investigates, a documentary series. Banfield will become an alternating host of the program. will work on pieces for other MSNBC and NBC News programs. Since July, ratings... The ratings declines have come amid pressure on management to boost viewership. Over the summer, the network's primetime lineup was relaunched, anchored by a new Phil Donahue talk show that George and I watch once in a while, nobody else. Last Monday, the network shifted its talker, Nachman, from 5 to 7 p.m. to accommodate Countdown Iraq, a new program devoted to the latest on that country and also to make more room for Jerry to have several dinners each night. Talk about a guy that's big as a house. Yesterday, Jeffrey Immel, chief executive officer of NBC Parent General Electric, told the Fox News Channel's Neil Cavuto that MSNBC's ratings aren't nearly where we'd like them to be, and we're going to take some actions to try and get them up there. I told my guys to make it interesting and make it competitive. Get them up there. Despite his concerns, Imelts also said the channel had improved. He wanted to take on Fox. The standard right now is Fox. I want to be as interesting and edgy as you guys are, he told Cavuto, who's about as exciting as a frog's fart. As part of that shift, Mark Rosenwasser, executive editor of NBC's Dateline, has been brought on board to help supervise the channel's primetime lineup, which they keep changing and shifting and so desperate to put some kind of crap on here. Wouldn't surprise me if Aaron Summers is on there next week doing honey bears. Anything to try to get a viewership. Huh? Naked. Oh, and you know something? What time is that show on um, MTV? Oh, or is it only on? It's only on on Monday. No, I don't know. Well, I got it on there right now. In fact, it says something about we're spanking it. See that on the bottom of the screen? Spanking spankings, it? yes. Five six seven oh five sixty. See what I'm going to do is like intermingle some calls here. If we have anybody with anything to say, those thirty-eight percent who insist that they got to have calls on a show to bring it back up to its former high quality, and we're waiting to see some tremendous response on there. I don't. WQIM. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, you taking calls on any subject today? Yeah. Hey, you and I agree on something, and I can't understand how that can be. You seem to be a little inconsistent on this point. How can you be for uh, or be against homosexuals being Boy Scout leaders? What do you mean by that? Well, it just seems inconsistent. Why, why would you be against homosexuals being Boy Scout leaders? Because I think it places them in a very, very dangerous position. I don't think that they should be. But you have said before that homosexuals aren't interested in boys. I didn't know. I, I didn't. I said. I said homosexuals aren't all pedophiles. Of course they're not. Well, then why should a homosexual? I, I just got through explaining it to you. If a homosexual isn't interested in boys, why are you against them being? Because some of, some of them are. Just like some heterosexuals are interested in little girls. Let me ask you this: Do they well, have do they have heterosexual males as Girl Scout leaders me, that, that go out and something. sleep in tents with young girls? If you follow your logic. 
Then yeah, you sir, could... sir, you see, the, the, let me say it again. One of the reasons I stop taking calls is people like you, because you pretend you want to have a conversation. You ask me a question, I give you the answer, and, and all you want to do is like a dog chasing its tail around in a circle, which is a just point. a total waste of time. Let me make a point. What, right? what is your point, my homophobic friend? All right, here it is. Yeah. This is Dennis, by the way. Oh, Dennis, chronic Dennis. Chronic Catholic Dennis. Oh, chronic Catholic Dennis. Oh, see, and as far as this topic is going, once again, Dennis would like to divert the attention from the pedophile priest. That's what Dennis would like to do again, okay? And, interestingly enough, the Vatican considers barring gay men from becoming priests. That story was down in my pile a little bit, but just to get Dennis working on his uh, unit a little bit during after the break, I'll, I'll move that right up to the top. How do you like that? We'll put you right on top, Dennis, so to speak. My homo-obsessive friend. He is obsessed. You're the most dangerous thing on the planet right now, you faggots. Really? According to him. Huh. I thought it was the Pope and George like W. I, like he says. Yeah, Dennis, see, that's another thing. Chronics, we're not interested in talking to the same old tired chronics over and over and over again. Another problem with the callers is that most sane people, most rational people who have a life, they don't sit around calling radio talk shows. But you know something? Aren't we blessed down here? Oh, my God, save us from the sports nerds, please. Please, in fact, rub your rosary beads there a little bit while you're going. Please, let's say a bracha. Save us from the force, uh, the sports force. Baruch Adonai, hoist the sports nerds, okay? Chubman Dreard. That ought to do it. And the same for you, by the way, Dennis. Talk to your family priest. He'll interpret it for you. He hangs out with the Jews. 27 after 10 at 5. Where do you think they got them beanies from? Does this sound like you, overworked, underpaid, stuck in a really crappy dead-end job, yes. underappreciated? Yes, yes. Well, then do yourself a favor and pick up your phone and call the nice people at Fast Train and get out of your dead-end rut. Call 866-FAST-TRAIN. The demand for certified computer professionals has never been better, and Fast Train can help you achieve a new career in as little as four months. Fast Train is South Florida's largest certified Microsoft training center with locations in Pembroke Pines, Fort Lauderdale, Kendall, and Miami. Fast Train offers convenient day, evening, and weekend classes. Fast Train's got a full-time job placement department with over 30 years' experience. So if you're overworked, in fact, as a matter of fact, Dennis, I think all those uh, gay men ought to be priests. So if you're overworked, underpaid, underappreciated, or stuck in a dead end, oh, they already are, stuck in some dead-end job, like the priesthood, don't wait another minute. Pick up the phone and call Fast Train, 866-FAST-TRAIN. Just think about it. In four short months, you can be on your way to becoming a high-paid computer professional in a great career with a great earning potential. Take my advice or take Todd Drex's advice. Pick up that phone and call Fast Train toll-free, 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. That's 1-866-FAST-TRAIN, or check them out on the web at fasttrain.com. <laughs> Sports Radio 560 QAM. All tired of that crap, I can tell you right now. Me too. Eight, nine, ten, correct and 
Hey, Dennis, time to come out of the closet, sweetheart. You know, the skeletons rattling all over here. Yeah, I played that Pope bit and then read that little bit about the Pope and uh, that other uh, cockerai. And all of a sudden, there he was on the phone again. And during the break, George is telling me he was listening to NPR a couple of months ago, and they were having some discussion on the priesthood scandal and the whole thing about the pedophile priest. And there's Dennis calling in on. So evidently, he's going from station to station defending the airwaves against all these anti-Catholic people. Defending the airwaves against the homosexual agenda With of the, the world. Same rhetoric, not making any same sense. old tired crap. Like I said, stats. like a dog chasing its tail around in a circle. Dennis, hey, how about saying a couple of uh, hail marys? Couldn't hurt. Get out those rosary beads and rub them a little bit, Dennis. Maybe you'll get forgiveness, okay, for being a one-dimensional asshole. Maybe, maybe it might help, but I doubt it. And look at that phone, May. Is that phone on fire? No. Or what? Well, while that phone, while we're waiting for those calls to build up again with some more of these chronics that you people missed so badly. A state district judge in Texas has declared a mistrial yesterday in the sexual assault and molestation trial of a former liturgist at St. John the Apostle Catholic Church in North Richland Hills. Oh, this is another piece of propaganda, I guess. Boy! Oh, no. It's in the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, so it must be propaganda. Judge George Gallagher announced his decision just after noon yesterday when a jury of eight men and four women told him they were deadlocked nine to three with the majority voting guilty. Joseph Mangone, 45, of Fort Worth, was tried... Uh, being tried on six counts of aggravated sexual assault of a child, sexual assault, and indecency with a child. The jury had deliberated about 13 hours over three days in criminal district court number 396 in Fort Worth. Earlier in the day, the jury foreman told Gallagher that the jury would be able to reach a verdict if it were given more time, court officials said. But 20 minutes later, the jury members informed the judge they were deadlocked. I'm disappointed the jury couldn't reach a decision, said Jay Lapham, a Tarrant County assistant DA, but will continue to pursue this. A second trial is scheduled for January. I believe the jury considered all the facts, said Brenda Hansen of Arlington, Mangone's attorney. There were some who believe the prosecution didn't meet all the burden of the proof. The mistrial came after Mangone rejected a plea agreement offered by prosecutors on Friday. Under the agreement, he would have pleaded guilty to aggravated assault, uh, sexual assault of a child and been sentenced to 10 years probation with deferred adjudication. Well, it goes on at great length about here. He was accused of doing this and accused. It must be another one of those thousands of isolated incidents that the church is trying so desperately to cover up and doing a real good job because we've got too many other important things to worry about. Well, if you took any profession and turned the microscope right. on it, that's absolutely that that's right. Make no mistake about that. Like plumbers, right? School teachers, school teachers. Oh, see now you're getting real touchy with that. You get Dennis upset again. 134 votes on a poll, pretty weak. Which ethnic group has been most unfairly stereotyped on TV or in the movies? Italians, 36. Gays, 26. Southerners, 24. Blacks, 22. New Yorkers, 14. Hispanics, Spics, 10. And Jews only appear. Not a call on that board. And these people wanted phone calls back on the show. The first two hours yesterday, not bad. I give it like, you know, about a 6.5 on a scale of 10. The last two hours, about a 2.5 on a scale of 10. And so far today, in an hour and 35 minutes... Can you think of a really good call we've had so far today? The one guy who, I uh, forget what he was talking about. He was okay. He was kind of boring. About Falwell. Yeah, about Jerry Falwell. He was okay. A little on the uh, comatose side. But other than that, just the usual cockerai, the usual crap. 5670560, oh, pound 560. And, and you would think, you'd think based on every time we ask the audience about that, oh, yeah, we got to have more of those calls back to make the show more entertaining. That's what it's all about. The callers, we don't want to hear your crap. 
you would think that there must be so many people out there with something to say. What was the first call I punched up this morning? Remember, I, I, I pretended I was you, and I said, well, what do you want to talk about? Oh, I don't know anything. Right. Huh? About anything. No, I think maybe he, like, mispronounced it. What he was trying to say, I don't know anything, is what he was trying to say. Maybe he just had his uh, thing out of joint. His hairpiece. WQAM. Hey, uh, hi, Neil. How are you? Okay. Uh, just a uh, quick comment on, in regards to this gay stuff on the Catholic Church. It's ridiculous. It needs to be stopped, and something needs to be done about it. I mean, it's just more and more cases are coming out every day, and these people are blind. They, you know, they don't see. Oh, and, and, and very interesting point. Uh, Gay. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God, I forgot what I was going to say. WQAM. Neil. Yes. Uh, this is Steve M's sister. How are you? Steven? No, Steve M's sister. Yeah. How are you? Are you pedal drugs too? <laughs> no. I'm just calling because you're freaking my brother out by talking about him all the time. Well, Steve, I mean, can you imagine how many Steve M's there could be in Davy? Oh, but I know Todd also. There must be dozens of Steve M's in Davy. <laughs> Now they don't. Does Steve try to? They don't all pedal drugs. <laughs> he doesn't pedal drugs. Well, well what does what does he do? Uh, he's a painter. Oh, he's a painter. Well, so was Hitler, you know. <laughs> I just this is a very important you. call, folks. This is the uh, drug dealer for Pete Lenny and the uh, Todd Dreck. This is the drug dealer's sister on the phone right now. And you're the best caller we've had all day, so that should tell you a lot about the phone calls. I'm telling you. Thank you, Neil. I appreciate it. Have okay, well, tell day. Steve George will be over after the show. Gotcha. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Rhymes with blow. 56705 and rhymes with Joe. There's Joe Costello in there. And, by the way, I got you a thing, threw it in a wastebasket. I told you don't waste the money on that. The wedding invitation. Oh, and there's Fruity Tommy. Stuck his head in the door. Quit being so fruity. We were getting faxes about complaining about them spots. Butch up a little bit. Take a couple. <laughs> take a couple of uh, uh, what you call it? What do you call them? What, well, Steve M's got them. Whatever they are. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> take a couple of Viagras and butch up a little before the next spot. You know what I'm saying? I wonder, did uh, these people hear that thing that we had this morning with the doctor call? Did they hear that call from no. OSHA? The uh, doctor that performed the surgery on uh, Jay Fiedler's thumb. Mm -hmm. Isn't he the same doctor that performed the uh, procedure on your toupee? Um, it's the doctor who performed the surgery. Let's think about that. What's his name? Klein. Fiedler's doctor. Yeah. I don't know where he. Who, who, I don't know who he used. Did he use George Caldwell? I'm not sure. I I'm think Caldwell sure was the doctor, isn't he? I'm not sure where he went. Did he go to Holy Cross? I, I didn't read it. Not sure. Well, bottom line is that I don't, the doctors can't tell how long Jay's going to be out. No, you're not. You're not sure. Somewhere in least a month could be up to eight weeks. Somewhere in there. Wally on the mobile, you're on QAM. Hey, you're on QAM, Wally on the mobile. Let's just skip right along. Let's make sure Robert dumps that. But with all the good stuff that you hear on the morning show, which there isn't too much, but the good stuff, you'll hear it on this show. We'll make sure of that. Dumped it. A man with no sense of humor. A man who just absolutely goes into a panic when anybody takes a little bit of a shot. Very sad, Mo. Very sad. But it was a very attractive. Uh, it was. He was still wearing a Columbus Day piece this morning, by the way. Yeah, the Christopher Columbus hairpiece. It was lovely. 
19 before 11 at 560 WQAM. Pizza Loft will flip your lid, man. In fact, the brand-new Pizza Loft is open right now as we speak. I'm going to have to get in there, see how a ponytail is doing, speaking of hair pieces. Pizza Loft has uh, got that original Broward location there on University Drive between Griffin and 595. Going stronger than ever, where they got delicious Italian goodies every day of the week, lunch, dinner, late night snacks, and where they got three different kinds of great pizza, award winning uh, lasagna, the best garlic rolls you've ever popped in your mouth. Every Monday is lasagna night, like tonight at the Pizza Loft. Every Tuesday is eggplant night. Did I say Monday is tonight? Well, Tuesday, like I said, is eggplant night. Buy one of these dinners on these nights, get the second for only five bucks in both locations. Wednesday, kids eat free with adults, can see Jeff's famous magician. Every Thursday is bike night at the Loft. Come on a motorcycle, buy one dinner, get the second one for half price. For takeout or delivery in the uh, university location, call 95 954-916-8880. for the brand new store over there in Plantation, Knob Hill and Sunrise, right behind Walgreens. It's 382-1999. That's 954-382-1999. The same fresh, great Italian goodies, the same low prices, and the same happy service with a smile on the puss at both Pizza Loft locations open right now. Will Chamberlain rate me? That's huge already. 1046 at 560 WQM. Bill faxes and says, Neil, please explain something to me. 
There cannot be one man, woman, or even child in the Washington, D.C., Virginia, Maryland area who's not aware of the sniper story. People all over the country have heard over and over about the white or cream-colored Astro van with a silver ladder on top. Simple logic dictates that the van has to be somewhere at all times. It can't simply materialize, then disappear, as an average Art Bell listener might have you believe. Now, with every person who's outdoors walking, driving, etc., how is it possible that something so obvious cannot be seen, detained, and freaking taken care of? Question mark. What part of this do I, uh, I not understand? Ask Bill. Excellent point. Wouldn't you think they'd be, like, muscling up to every goddamn uh, anything that even looks even close? Wouldn't you think? Right. But then again, you're talking about such a large area. And you're talking about, you know, people don't obviously aren't keeping these uh, vehicles, probably not keeping them, like, out in the open. And I'm sure there are a lot of those vans, and I'm sure they keep stopping them and checking them and finding nothing. Right. They've got to find the right one. Yeah. Now, is this, they know is they this before them? or after they change the coffee and bring out the fresh donuts? Oh, Ask uh, Mr. Moosey next time he comes on. Ask him about that. I don't want to sound that I'm a little skeptical about police work and the FBI and all of this, but it just seems in this country, man, they don't seem to be able to catch almost anybody. Remember Ted Bundy? They caught him like three times, and two times he got away. Just kind of walked out. Well, I think I'm getting out of here for a while, you know? Vatican kid, this is this will get Dennis all whipped up into a frenzy. Now, how come that fax is ringing again? Is this going to be another fax? QAM. It's not even a... What is it? That's you coming back at yourself. Oh. Well, this is a strange place, you know. I can't get out of here fast enough. Like I said, Dennis, this will get you like... Uh, you'll have your hand, one hand on your uh, unit if you've got one, and one hand up your... Rectum. Or somebody else's. Vatican considers barring gay men from becoming priests. Uh-oh. Squirt, squirt. He just lost it, Dennis. The Vatican is in, uh, internally circulating draft proposals that would bar homosexual men from becoming priests a policy long discussed within the Roman Catholic Church hierarchy, but getting renewed attention in the aftermath of these sex abuse scandals in the U.S. No action to bar gay men from seminaries is likely anytime soon, a senior Vatican official said last week. The official said the document, which originated in the Vatican Department responsible for a Roman Catholic education, is being passed around for comment from a variety of officials and experts and perverts. It's being studied. We're far from formulating a policy, the official be saying. The initiative comes as American bishops are awaiting a Vatican judgment on policies they've implemented aimed at removing sexually abusive priests from parish work and possibly defrocking them. Bishop Wilton Gregory, who heads the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, was scheduled to arrive in Rome last weekend to receive the Vatican decision on the policies. Catholic legal experts and Vatican officials have indicated they believe the U.S. rules conflict with internal church law and therefore may not get a full endorsement. According to some reports, the U.S. standards may receive approval only on an experimental basis. There may need to be a, uh, to seek harmony between the American policy and canon law. We had that story yesterday. The wave of sex abuse scandals in the U.S. Catholic Church ignited a debate over whether homosexuality per se played a role. The equating of homosexuality and abuse riled critics who say there's no evidence that homosexuals are more likely to engage in abuse than heterosexuals, which, of course, the statistics prove that overwhelmingly. All sides agree many gay men have been ordained. Gregory, in remarks this summer, said there was an ongoing struggle to make sure that the Catholic priesthood is not dominated by homosexual men. Well, I hate to break the news to you, Pops, but it is. Not just by homosexual men, but by pedophile homosexual men. By a special category. A survey carried out last year by the Catholic University of America found that 41% of U.S. priests said a gay subculture clearly or probably existed in seminaries where they studied, and 55% said the same for their parishes or religious institutions. Now, see, Dennis is all for that. 
because he believes right. that the reason that there's this scandal is because of the infestation of homosexuals Absolutely. in the church. And all faggots are potential pedophiles. But you see, I'm for it too, because if they eliminate all homosexual priests from the priesthood, then there won't be any more Catholic church. Here's Jerry's facts of the day, which I saw in one word, and it's in the Schmidt can, Jerry. What a shame. What a shame, Jerry, or whatever your name is this week. See, that's another thing being here. They, they think they can get through to me with their chronic faxes because you're not going to, like, censor them. But the only problem with that being as soon as they come off out off the press, they're writing the old Schmidt can in about 85 pieces. 165 votes on the poll. Which ethnic group has been most unfairly stereotyped on TV or in the movies? Italians, 43. Gays, 33. Blacks, 31. Southerners, 29. New Yorkers, 15. Hispanics, 10. And Jews, only 4. Speaking of Jews... Reveler and Italians. Reveler celebrated Italian-American heritage yesterday without Mayor Michael Bloomberg, who skipped the Columbus Day Parade in Manhattan because his friends from the Sopranos were told they couldn't attend. I say, let's hear it for the old mayor, huh? Why not? Sure. You go, mayor. You go, boy. You go, Jew boy. Parade organizers last week vetoed Bloomberg's march, plan to march with two cast members of the Sopranos, complaining that the hit HBO show negatively portrays Italian-American life. That's why we're taking that poll today, by the way, for some people maybe a little bit slow on the uptake. HBO, like CNN, is part of AOL Time Warner. The mayor responded by saying he wouldn't show up if they weren't included. It's like he's being spiteful, said Kristen Cotugno, 23, who came in from Long Island to see the parade. It's just a show. I would never say they're portraying all Italians as being in the mob. The Columbus Citizens Foundation had sought a federal court order banning Bloomberg from bringing Dominic Chinese and Lorraine. I'm not pronouncing his name right, by the way. It's Chinese. Yeah, sure. That's what they said on the news uh, last uh, night. They're, they're always pronouncing it. And Lorraine Bracco to Monday's parade along Fifth Avenue. Chinese plays New Jersey mob boss Junior Soprano. Bracco plays psychiatrist Dr. Melfi. Bloomberg said he invited the pair to march because Bracco acts as a city spokeswoman on environmental issues and Kinesi makes a public service announcement for tourism. After both sides agreed organizers could invite or uninvite anyone they wanted to the parade, the judge said he had nothing to rule on. Foundation Vice President Frank Fusaro said they still wanted Bloomberg to march by himself, but the mayor skipped the Italian-American celebration to have lunch with the actors yesterday. They showed him in some little uh, hole, some little... Uh, and, and Henry Barrow was eating in there, too, as a matter of fact. And Josh Friedman. Boy, he really got fat, you know Good guy, Henry. He had a big smile on his pussy. He looked like a happy camper. His daughter's uh, still a lovely young lady, but Henry, it's been nice knowing you. It's all I can say. He just ballooned up like <laughs> astronomical proportions. And of course, we also forgot in our enthusiasm for seeing him about how he screwed over Ranieri on uh, whatever on Waxy. Yeah, we forgot about that. Yeah, I forgot about it. Well, but while my the wheels have been grinding, see. I was happy to see him, and I like Henry, but he did F over uh, Ranieri badly there. Oh, just because they offered him the show and not Ranieri? With his buddy Mark Benson. And, you know, I mean, one day you're the news guy, and you're like the guy's sidekick, and the next day all of a sudden you're taking over the show, and Ranieri's out on the street again, having a fend for himself after getting screwed over by uh, Bob Green at IOD. wonder how little Bob Green's doing, by the way. wonder if he and Cheryl have got their heads together on that project yet for that satellite radio show of mine. You think? Let's take some more of these great calls. What do you say? We'll mix it up. Mix and match, okay? Rhymes with catch, snatch. Batch. WQAM. Hi, Neil. Yes, ma'am. Welcome to back to Crap Town. Uh-uh. <laughs> I have two comments, actually. One, this morning when they played that, when the doctor guy called in about the toupee, right. they cut off the toupee part. So all you hear is, hey, that doctor that performed the surgery. Right. They dumped it. They dumped it. That's why I... we're playing the whole thing, the unexpurgated version. Excellent. And after the Dolphins game on Sunday night, I switched to the national like sports AM station there. Yeah. And they were going nuts over the Jim Mandich clip 
they kept playing it and asking who that guy was mm-hmm. and what kind of a lunatic was he and who was working with uh, David Howard and how unprofessional <laughs> he was. And they kept they kept playing it. Yeah. And people were calling in like, yeah, that guy's from Miami. I think his name's Jim Bandage. They were making fun of him. It was it was so funny. Well, he'll he'll take all the publicity they want to give him. Yeah, and I hadn't heard anything about that, so I guess nobody else listens to the other No, we, uh, we talked about that yesterday. Oh, I And I even it. went in there and talked with the Mad Dog about it on his show, about the fact that they were giving him crap, and he, he don't care. Yeah, of course not. That's and, cool. of course, when you have to work with Mo on the uh, games, you've got enough pressure already. Yeah, but they were, like, defending Mo and bragging on ha- on Jim. Yeah. It was fair. Well, oh. they're out of town. They don't know. All righty. Have a great day, sweetheart. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. How do you like that? We're getting a couple of women on the show today. And, of course, what they don't understand is Mad Dog's problem. I don't have a penis. That's why he talks so high-pitched during the games. Right? Just like Geldy. Well, Geldy, the rumor is, has a gigantic penis, so maybe it's like when it gets beyond a certain point, when it gets to Mer- Milton Burl stage, you know, maybe it uh, goes the opposite direction. Maybe your voice, like, gets real deep, and then it goes through a certain level, and then it gets, starts on the high end again. You know what I'm saying? Doesn't have to, that have to do with your bowels anyway? It has something to do with your uh, bowels. So like I said, when you're tilted over like to one side like that, you do have a lot of room for a bag on the chair. It just it just dawned on me. I think tomorrow when I come in, I'm going to look. I'm going to bring my binoculars. I think it's a boil. Is that what it is? A boil on his ass. Rectum. Maybe that's why he's got that badass attitude. That could be it. Nine fifties or nine fifty six. Boy, this is a long show. You know, at ten fifty six at QAM. Let's get that clock rolling. Boy, I tell you, no response on a website today. Everything's like coming out of a crawl. Yesterday was like a big deal with these calls. And who's that on the bat line that keeps calling again? Hello. Hello. Another fax. See, I rest my case. These mother effing faxers, man. These mother faxing effers, huh? They really frost my ass. And it's another. It's it's the same thing we had on here before, and they evidently keep dialing the machine. The automatic thing keeps you down until they get their propaganda through, which we still don't want it. Send it to Dennis. It'll give give him something. Well, maybe it's for the church. Maybe it's a sale on rosary beads. Hey, my good buddy Troy was on here on Channel Four last night. He'll be on again tonight and tomorrow all week long about balance for life and about how you can lose weight the easy, painless way. There was one woman on there said, "What I like about it most is that I don't have to go shopping." That's right. You don't have to go shopping. You don't have to count calories. You don't have to do a damn thing except pick up your little black sack by 6 o'clock in the morning. They leave it right outside your door, at your house, at your work, wherever you're hanging out. Three gourmet meals are in that sack, along with two delicious snacks, and they're all based, this whole thing is based on Barry Sears, Dr. Barry Sears, the zone diet. All the meals are hormonally balanced to make sure that you get the proper balance of carbs and protein and fat. And the weight just pours off your body, and there's plenty of food in that sack every day to keep you full to your gullet, so you're not going to be starving all day. And like I said, no counting carbs, no counting calories, no hard decisions to make. The only choices you make are when they send you that little menu, and you pick from two choices for each meal every day that you're on the program. So if you're tired of being fat like Henry Barrow, if you want to lose some weight, if you want to live a long, healthy life, pick up that phone and call Balance for Life, because this is the delicious, intelligent way to go to losing those pounds. Beast has lost over 55 and a half pounds on Balance for Life. Call 954 954- Five six eight thirty two twenty nine nine five four five six eight thirty two twenty nine. Visit their website balanceforlife.com and don't forget Channel Four News six and eleven o'clock tonight. You'll see Troy and his lovely little earrings on there again too. Live, live and local. We're Sports Radio five sixty QAM. And it's I am a pussy. Negro, is the masses Negro. Negro, Colin, I'll be a right 
wings show, shine in the shoes of white man Bush. Oh, howl is the masses Negro, spreads his cheeks to kiss his tush. Whack them. Howl is the masses Negro, stepping and fetching at the whim of his white master. Howl is the masses Negro. Caters to the needs of the globalist crackers. Owl is the Mrs. Negro. And Uncle Tom subservient cool. Owl is the Mrs. Negro. A twistling black say boot lip spook. Owl is the Mrs. Negro. Yo! Coolimpy, 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 a slave negro. Colin Powell, oh, that would he be do. 1101 and 560 WQM. Happy Tuesday, too. We got the Mad Dog. Jim Mannich will be here from Shulis, as a matter of fact, at one today. Three o'clock, you got Hank with uh, four, four, four hours today, baby. <laughs> uh oh, eat that Ovaltine, man. That Rob Conrad between five and six. No Patrick Sertan this week, I don't see. Then you got the Asitco Panthers Peewee 7:30. Panthers at the Minnesota Vile 8 o'clock tonight. Well, what a tough schedule they got this year. Huh? And then AK after the hockey game and Joe and Mark overnight. Trevor Kid sucks. Make no mistake about that. In fact, you Panther people, you can have him back for free. Great game though by the uh, Penguins and Leafs last night. Unfortunately, the wrong ending. And unfortunately, that net up off the uh, the rear ass end when the Leafs uh, looked like they tied it up with about a minute to go in the game. That's the way it goes, boys and girls. You can't win them all. One of them things. Trevor Kid blows. Any interest in hockey? No. Had no hockey calls. Any interest in Enrique? What do you think? And free tickets for Enrique? How many tickets does he want us to give away? I don't know. Well, if if you don't know, then how do we do that? It's coming up on November no, no, 2. No, no, not right now. What do you mean? Free you... tickets for Enrique. Call now. Huh? If you say that you'll give some away, then he'll obviously call back and say, uh, you got this many. Well, sure, we'll give them away. Now, where is he going to be singing? On his porch? Yes. On my patio? What what the hell was that? Did you hear that? I, I heard that. What the hell was that? Jesus Christ. Yeah, what was that? I mentioned Enrique singing on my porch and all that. That must have been Dennis. Must have just had a heart attack. Wow. Our professional Catholic caller. Dennis, everybody's tired of your crap already, okay? Run off and elope with one of the priests, okay? Pick a good one. And get out of our face already. You're a, you're a real troll. And you notice, I should see, it's my fault, because I haven't been taking these calls for a long time, I'm out of practice. When he started out, can we talk about anything? He always starts that. And you can be talking about the sniper, about war with Iraq, you can be talking about the, the ball games on the weekend, anything. And right away he starts again with his professional Catholic horse crap and homosexuals again. That's all he knows. That's all he freaking knows. And let me say it for the 400th time, in my life I have never met anyone who gives a crap about homosexuality who isn't in a closet. Never met anybody who isn't obsessed about these things who isn't a closet faggot, okay? Faggot! That's what you are, Dennis. Faggot! What's it to you? Homo! Who gives a crap who you're diddling, okay, as long as they're uh, le legal age, which most of your priests, by the way, haven't figured that out yet. That's where the problem lies. Homo, hetero, whatever. That's not where the problem lies. It lies in the bed with pa Father O'Toole. That's where it lies. And speaking of lies, well, why even go into it, you know? Free Enrique tickets, man, all you want. Where Now, where is he going to be singing? I don't know. We don't know? It sure better not be in that cow pasture up there that Woody's always plugging, where I went and saw the backdoor boys that day. Oh, man, got soaked, got almost pneumonia up there, up there in Palm Beach County. I wouldn't go back there if they paid me by the second, if Enrique was going to be there naked. 
with uh, Tom Welling. Well, in fact, I'd probably be there sooner. They're going to be there naked in like a pouring uh, thunderstorm. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and this week, by the way, tonight. See, you see how we work our way into these things? Tonight's Tuesday. I knew that sooner or later I'd remind myself, because George ain't going to remind me. He, you know, small potatoes to him. This is important, heavy-duty stuff. Oh, here's a nice fax. Look at that. And it's from Captain Singh. It's a blank page. It's a black page. Whatever you sent me, uh, Captain Singh, it didn't come out. Isn't that a nice black page? Wasted a lot of ink, though, in our machine. Crazy person. And what were you going to say? The AA Arena. Oh, in the American Airlines Arena. Well, that's not a really a bad place. You don't want to go in that neighborhood very often, but it's not a bad place to go see Enrique on November the 2th. What day of the week is that? It's a Saturday, I bet. Well, the reason I knew that is because November 5 is my birthday, and it's Election Day, which is always on a Tuesday. So I knew that the, uh, huh? Saturday, November 2nd, Enrique at the American Airlines Arena. How many free tickets would you like, huh? Enrique the Greasiest. He's going to be there naked. In fact, you remember that thing we saw on MTV yesterday where they were all greased up with whatever that was? Right. He's going to, huh? You're going to be able to jump into a rubber tub with Enrique and just grease it up. I bet you Dennis would like to go to that. Enrique's Catholic, you know. <laughs> I guess Dennis probably don't measure up for that. Five six seven oh five sixty, WQAM. WQAM. Neil God. Speaking. Um, which do you prefer, Amsterdam or Paris? Paris blows. Does it really? Paris sucks. Are you comparing Amsterdam to Paris? I've never been. I was about. I'm going Paris to is a beautiful, a beautiful city. A lot of interesting things to see, but the people there are oh nasty, rotten. Everything you've heard about them is true. Times ten. Don't go to Paris. Where do I go in Amsterdam then? Where do you go? I mean, what are the hot spots? You see what I mean? You see what I mean again about so these freaking calls? how do you attack the buffet in Amsterdam? How do I attack the buffet in Amsterdam? I wish I could find a good buffet. Although, let me tell you about that Indonesian uh, a raffle house, whatever that was, the raffle house with Bob Vermouth. Oh, my God, that was a place where I'm even <laughs> even the roaches ran out of that place. They didn't want any part of it. Although, there turned out to be a Ben & Jerry store. Not Not just, in fact, we're sitting up there during the meal, and on the one side, this is the truth, this is in the lightest plan. Lights applying, I'm sorry. And on the, across the street, there's a Ben & Jerry's store. Now, what's the store? Jamin, J-A-M-I-N, Yamin. I'm sorry, they don't pronounce the J in Dutch. Yamin, it's a candy store. There's a chain of them. And the one on the dam rack in the middle of the, in the, middle of the tourist area is uh, the Yamin's got a Ben & Jerry's section in front where you can buy cones and stuff. Well, this Yamin just has, uh, they don't have that. The reason being that just a half a block away, there's a Ben & Jerry's store, which that's all they sell is Ben & Jerry's. And you go around the corner from there, and you see there's a big Haagen-Dazs store, which that's all, which I don't like Haagen-Dazs, but how do you like And And then there's this new, it's called Argentinian, a new ice cream. It's a new uh, gelato. So there's like, let's see, there's like four or five unbelievable ice cream places within about a block. So let me ask you, Neil, where would you go? Where would you stay? Oh, man, that's, uh, I'm going to Vegas for the first time. Get a life, you people. Get a freaking life, okay? I'm tired of talking to no-life losers. Get a life. Get on a plane and go someplace. Get out of here and you'll discover what I'm talking about. This is not the real world. This is the end of the universe. And if one more person comes here and asks me, oh, gee, it's kind of like Terminal, like Joe Costello, I like Joe a lot, but the fact of the matter is I don't want to talk about it, okay? He was in Toronto. He sees like it's a real living and breathing, thriving city with living and breathing, wonderful, friendly, great people all under the age of 100. I I'm tired of explaining it already. You know what I'm saying? Enough is enough. This place blows. Blows. Where should I go? What should I do? You sound like goddamn Al Martino and the Godfather. 
Be a man for Christ's sake. Get Marlon Brando in here to slap him on the side. Of, get Moen here to slap him on the side of the head like he did to the beast that day. Alleged. I just made it up. I'm, I'm just going to play that uh, doctor call all the rest of the show, you know, just because I'm so disgusted with these calls. The uh, doctor that performed the surgery on uh, Jay Fiedler's thumb, mm -hmm. isn't he the same doctor that performed the uh, procedure on your toupee? Um. <laughs> and like you said, even Larry King, you know, had a good comeback. I don't have a bald spot. You know, like that. Say anything. Have a little lighten up a little bit instead of trying always to cover it up. First he wants to cover up the bald spot, and then he wants to cover up the goddamn call. I don't get it. Lighten up a little bit. People are fun in you, okay? They're having a little, uh, they're dicking around with you a little bit. Mo. Jesus, what a hard ass. And, of course, the sports nerds, that's one thing I'll say he's got going. I don't know if there are enough of them to make a difference when a book comes out. But he's got those sports nerds, man. They got their head so far up his ass that even Geldy can't get in there again. That's right. They're just all jammed up in there. Oh, he's the voice of the fins, the fish. The, yeah, right. Fish this. Although Fish is one of his callers who loves this show, by the way. How you doing, Fish? He's the one of his callers that's got a sense of humor that understands I'm giving this guy $80 billion worth of free publicity, which he ain't never going to get from Greg Reed, I'll guarantee you that, or anybody else in this company, because they're a bunch of cheap pricks. That's what Bob Vermouth said in the middle of his <laughs> Indonesian buffet. And he also was pretty pissed off about the goddamn sales managers back there and dicking around with the, what's his name? Roy! Pretty upset about that. I've already told you that several times, but it always amuses me when I talk about it again. Oh, and I got a great skunk story speaking of Skoran. Yeah! What about the smell? Oh, the skunk won't mind. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I have a skunk story in my pile. I better get with it. You know, I'm wasting my... You people that want these stupid-ass calls, <laughs> that's for you, okay? Give them the raspberry. You have a guy, like all of a sudden, I went away for seven months, I'm out of town doing a show, taking basically no calls, and now they're going to have something to say? Based on what? They had nothing to say before after all 25 and a half, 26, 26 and a half years, excuse me, and now all of a sudden they're going to have something to say? No. They don't even want the goddamn free tickets, Enrique, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sweetheart. They don't want your ticket. They don't want. They, you know, they don't. They know you can't sing anymore. He used to be able to sing a little bit. Now he's he's done the smart thing. He discarded that. He's into the flesh thing now. Just take off the clothes, put on the tight white brand new T-shirt, and like uh, you know, throw his crotch around a lot. There's nothing in there, but throw it around a lot. Are you still on MTV? Yeah. I've never been big on Christina Aguilera, as you know. She, but this uh, new video no, from behind. I, I don't. I don't want to hear about it. Oh she, man. You know something. I'm right. I was just about to say, let's get some lunch in here now, just to piss off Troy. And she makes me lose my appetite for life. She's grotesque. She's skanky. She's scrawny. She's got a nose. She's got a needle nose. Oh, she looks like a uh, female Wayne Gretzky is what she looks like. Needle nose. You're crazy, man. She is a scabby bitch, Christina Aguilera. I'll take it. She couldn't lick Britney's, uh... Oh, no, no. Nobody comes close Rectum. to Britney. But you sure like but to see it. do right now. Can I do the break, or are you going to continue oogling about some ugly bitch? It's 11 after 11 at 560 WQM. We all have different lifestyles. Believe me. Ah, oh, you know how that works, Dennis. Therefore, we need different products to make us feel better and be healthier. Oleum and Mediterranean formulas are advanced combinations of pharmaceutical-grade olive oil with vitamins, minerals, herbals, other nutrients scientifically designed to provide natural nutrition solutions to help you support scientific and specific health needs. Look for Oleomed's three new formulas. There's one for sleep, one for weight management, Henry. You know what I'm saying, Henry? Oh! And coenzyme 
CoQ10. CoQ10 all using the benefits of pharmaceutical-grade olive oil. It's an outstanding product, and it's available at Publix, at Eckerd's, at Walgreens. If you'd like to get more information about how it works, call our toll-free number 1-866-OLEOMED. That's 1-866-653-6633. You can also order Oleomed products online at oleomedamerica.com. And if you visit your nearest pubic store and buy an Oleomed product in Broward or Dade counties, you can get you a coupon good for a free Larry Coker bobblehead doll. Oh. Oh, get a whole bunch of those while supplies last. Don't forget to visit their sampling pavilion at Sportstown every Sunday when the Dolphins are playing home games. Pick up free Oleomed samples and product information. Start feeling healthy right now. Get some Oleomed and pop it in your puss. My, my. And local. This is Sports Radio 560. UAM. First talk radio I ever heard in my life was on WIOD. I'm not a baby. I'm not a baby. I'm not a baby. Sing. Not till they fix your glad. I'm not a baby. I finally turned 18. And I'm scantily clad, yeah. Honey, all you want to do with me. Not a baby. But I'm really hot. Wow, it's because a musketeer I used to be. Tell you what, I'd pay a lot of money to watch her do Tom Wellinger the other way around. Anyway, tonight, I started to mention I interrupted myself with some very important stuff. Tonight's Tuesday at Smallville night, and speaking of doing, tonight's the night that we see the dark side of Clark. Clark gets dark. Not as dark as Malcolm, but almost. You know what they said? That was the promo, the dark side. Right. And he starts, he's wearing that black leather jacket, you know? Looks almost like Tom Likas. <laughs> Sorry, Tommy, just a joke. How's the peeping, Tommy? Remember that call yesterday? I couldn't think of the uh, character that Matt Damon played them. Tommy. And Freddie. Freddie was the other guy, the obnoxious guy. You didn't see that no, movie anyway, did you? No. It's a fag movie. What's the name of it? The Talented Mr. Ripley. And what's mm. his name? Was kid just swallowed the uh, ecstasy? Jude Law was in there. Jude Law? He swallowed Oh, that's right. The kid. Don't you remember that story from that? Yes, you better follow these stories, mister. You better keep track of this crap. And it's a good, that damn good thing that both of us have a sharp mind, or I would have read that whole damn uh, Maureen Dowd column again. You know... You people at the Herald and the Sun Sentinel, I understand that a lot of newspapers reprint our syndicated articles from columnists, but when you reprint them like two weeks later, it gets a little bit stale. It's like last year's goddamn halava, okay? It's like last pa Pesach's matzah, you goyish bastards over there. God, that's the problem in this town, too many goyim. My late friend Alan Finkelson used to tell me that all the time, and I thought he was exaggerating a little carried away. He's right. Too many goyim here, man. As opposed to Toronto, where we got plenty of Jews and chinks and Pakistani, pack, they're packing it. All kinds of people. Fags. Got fags up the ass up there, man. We got about, I'd say, maybe 3% of the population is straight, just enough to keep the reproduction going. Here's a fax that says, Oh, God. I can't believe I'm sitting here in my office in the New York State uh, Senate listening to your show in Albany, New York. I love it. You ready for this? I'm a Neely from way back, 81 to 91, when I lived in Fort Lauderdale, the WIOD days with the Bird and the Zeta Morning Show when that skank Alice Rantel was around and that blowhard Steve Kane. 
I have old shows on tape still. I listened to many times when I needed my Neil fix. Now I can tune you in on the Internet, and he writes, Unbelievable. Love you, Neil. I'll be in Lauderdale Thanksgiving week. I'll call the show Don Millington. How do you like that, eh? Oh, Thanksgiving week. <laughs> you think I'm going to be here Thanksgiving? We just had Canadian Thanksgiving yesterday, by the way. Happy Thanksgiving, eh? Did you know that? Yesterday was a Canadian Thanksgiving. I had no idea. Yeah. It was our Columbus Day, and it was their Thanksgiving. Same kind of a deal. The engine saved them from starvation. I have no idea, because I wasn't there. See, I wish I would have been there, but I was here, so all I heard about was Christopher Columbus, and we don't want the Sopranos marching in a Columbus Day parade, because they're a bunch of uh, greaseballs portraying ugly stereotypes. I'm changing the poll, by the way, because we don't get much of a response on this. And we've had, let's see, four yesterday and two to over five hours of calls today, Don. Hey, Don, maybe you'll be able to call the show, and maybe not. Because I don't know about this call thing. What, what's your verdict? <laughs> I think you nailed it yesterday. Two hours and seven months. That's about right. Yeah, two hours every seven months, George says, is about uh, plenty. Anyway, 207 votes. You think Eric is listening right now? He better be. He better be, although it is close to lunchtime. I sure hope we didn't go to Publix and buy in that sliced turkey, you know, at the deli counter. <laughs> See, you you're, to have it on sale? I'm not joking you. I threw that out. Good. Like a day or two before I what got home, doubt. John must have bought Throw that at out. Publix at the deli counter with some other stuff. And I saw it in there yesterday, and I had seen that story over and over again about the listeria. And I'd seen that it was like turkey and chicken product. And right. so I just ran right to the uh, dumpster and tossed it out. Don't even give it to the dog. Boy, I sure hope that the uh, Schwarzes that clean the garbage out tomorrow don't, uh, huh? The well, you, don't, you, don't think, you don't think that they go through the bags in there, do you? Like, huh? For like a little snack here and there? Whose bags? Anyway, uh, Moe's. He left it on the seat this morning, man. And it was leaking is what Muff told me. A little leaky. Which ethnic group has been most unfairly stereotyped on TV or in the movies was our first poll today. We've got another one coming. Italians, 51. Southerners, 41. Gays, 38. Blacks, 36. New York is 19. Spicks, 14. And Jews, 8. Oy. Jews, 8. Locks and bagels. Kishki. Etc. Anyway, here's the new poll. You ready? I'm ready. Because we want to make them feel that they have some input in the show. You know, like, uh, no. well, they don't, but what do you think of the callers now? That's my poll. <laughs> well, well, the reason I'm phrasing it that way is they had all day yesterday, right? And two and a half hours almost today. And maybe, maybe they forgot. Of course, every time you're on, you take some calls, but that's, that's in kind of a different category, I would say. Huh? No, it's because there are a lot of people out there that just want to bust your balls, just under general principle. What do you think of the callers now? Four categories, which they're, they're similar but not the same. They suck, they're great, they make the show, or they kill the show. See, I don't want to put any other nuances in between, like they're okay. I want some definitive response here, all right? Got it, Eric? That's it. What do you think of the callers now? They suck, they're great, they make the show, or they kill the show. That's all. I'll give you a little input. Anybody want any Enrique tickets? No. Free. Woody Graber wants to give away about 5,000 tickets. No. Get some people in there to see Enrique uh, moan and groan and rub his uh, belly. Isn't that what he does now? Does he? He rubs it, yeah. Florida Day. Oh, and I heard this morning they they have a promo. They not only played Mo and the Mad Dogs call of the winning field goal there by Olinda Mare, but they also were playing Zagaki's call of the missed field goal by FSU there. I never heard Joe Zagaki get so emotional in my life. He didn't even say he crushed it. It was uh, shocking. Just spellbinding. Anyway, way to go, Joe. You still suck, but you're a good guy. Joe Zagaki's okay. Nice guy. Means well. Never stole a freight train. They fired his ass at IOD after he almost died in that plane crash. Have I told that recently? Yes. 
Has he got that new pull up there or not? So here's the skunk story, Screwan. If you've seen a skunk or smelled one in the last five years, the state wants to know. I haven't seen a dead skunk on the road for a while, said Henry Cabbage, spokesman for the Florida Fish. <laughs> That's his name. Spokesman for the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. Neither have the agency's biologists. They wonder whether the skunk population is taking a plunge, so they're asking the public for help. The state has more sophisticated ways to count its wildlife species, but this all-points bulletin for skunks is a preliminary fact-finding mission. This is, this is a true story. This is from the ANP. To find manatees, biologists fly over waterways. Alligator populations are counted by mapping all of their habitat and estimating that a certain number of gators live there. Black bear biologists collect fur on fences and trees and analyze its DNA. Bird watchers count uh, something sightings. There's a word left out. Like I said, A&P sucks. I guess it's migration sightings. It says M-I-G-R, and it's all, all in one. Skunks aren't protected by state law. In fact, it's legal to kill them year-round. The black and white animal about the size of a house cat is sometimes killed for a shiny fur. Oh, I never heard of that, did you? Yeah. Skunk fur? Yeah, it's a novelty. Make stuff out of it. What'd you kill that skunk for? But if the numbers don't look good for the skunk, the state could decide to come up with ways to protect the species. Skunks are found throughout Florida, except for the Keys, according to Rick Zambrano, a commissioned biologist based in West Palm Beach. Florida's home to two different skunk species, the striped skunk and the eastern spotted skunk. Both species prefer wooded areas, weedy pastures, and brushy fields. In urban areas, they often find refuge in brush piles, wood piles, and overgrown areas. Striped skunks may be active day or night, but are most active in late afternoon through the night. Spotted skunks are most exclusively night creatures and sleep through daylight hours. Uh, Wildlife Commission biologist Kristen Nelson, who's collecting the information, said she's been taking some kidding for the skunk search. With their stinky spray, they can shoot up to 15 feet. I bet you like Tom Welling. Huh? Well, if you're going to be Superman. Right. Uh, skunks have an image problem, so she doubts anybody will form a Save the Skunk Society, but Nelson isn't phased. Every creature has some sort of importance in the ecosystem, even if we don't know what that important is, she said. Even Roy has got some importance. Ever see his family tree? No. <laughs> you ought to see who's hanging out up there in it. Let's see. Here's a fact that says the callers kill every show. Please stop. Mandage goes off at 115. Well, what does that mean? They shut him off at 115? I'd rather listen to Bino and Hank than any caller. Please give, uh, sticking it to gun, uh, uh, what is this? Please keep sticking it to gun carrying pussy ass faggots and mo, of course, too. Okay, no problem. All you gun carrying uh, pansy ass faggots, whatever that said. Screw you. So what's the deal? We got the, he's working on the new pool. Nice going, Eric. He's right on top of it. I knew he'd be home right around lunchtime. He doesn't go far from the house. Can you imagine? Has he got a freezer? I don't mean a freezer. One? Huh? No, like I don't mean in the refrigerator. Like you have I'm talking the about the big old-fashioned ones that they keep in the garage. Right. I bet she's got a couple of those. Yeah. He eats like a bird. Yeah, yeah, right. Unbelievable. Uh-oh, these pages are starting to come out. Like, yeah, in, see, I thought you were going to get with Muff yesterday and uh, get him to do something instructive. Like find out who can fix it with the uh, very expensive fax machine uh, printer that I got back here that I paid for with my higher-earned higher uh, salary. I thought you were going to do something about that. He wasn't around. Well, get get uh, his ass, uh, get a hold of his ass. Wouldn't be the first time. Or I wasn't around. Let's see, not ethnic groups, gays, New Yorkers, Southerners, well, that's uh, whatever. Phil and Curl Springs, big Lynn Samuels fan. She thinks you're God, by the way. Now, is she coming by here today very briefly? Yes. Uh-huh. 
I love Lynn Samuels. We're going to go to lunch. That's good. So, in other words, when I get out of here, and you, you've already explained why I have to leave real fast because I've got to see my elbow doctor. I told Brian. Well, I'm I hope sure he passes it along to her because he's, he's going to be a real pain in the ass, okay? Wait till he sees his check this week, man. Going to have to bring the goddamn Mount Palomar telescope to see that total. Get with it, Brian. Quit being a pain in the ass. Quit being a yenta. He reminds me of people that, like, schlep me around to show me off to this one and that one. Craig Worthing used to do that. And now Rimmer does the same thing. Oh, here's uh, Neil Rogers, my good friend Neil. Yeah. Leave me alone, Rimmer. That's right. He's out of town. He's in Minnesota. Let's see. Let me vote on this new poll. We got the new poll up. Boy, Eric's on top of it now, man. He is really smoking it. 26 after 11 at 560 WQA. Mattress shopping is a plain old waste of time. Do the smart thing for once in your life. Pick up your instrument and call my good, close, personal buddies at Dollar Mattress. That's what I do. About once every three, four, five years, six years, seven, eight, nine, whenever it is. I don't. Re how often do you think it is? I never paid attention. Three or four years. Every three or four years, your old mattress has had it. It starts, like, not feeling too good, and it smells bad. God only knows what you've been doing on there. So pick up the phone and call 1-800-MATTRESS right now and get the ultimate freedom of choice in name brand mattresses because they got the top in the business, Serta and Sealy, Simmons and King Coral. Nobody in the universe can match their exceptionally low everyday prices either. And because they have the deepest selection of brand name mattresses, they don't give you the old bait and swish. You always wind up with exactly the mattress that you want at an unbeatable price. And as far as delivery is concerned, like I always tell you, it's when it's convenient for you, not when they decide to show up. You pick the day, any day, seven days a week in the two-hour window, just like Miguel said, and they'll be there. It's like a miracle. And also they give you that 30-day in-home comfort guarantee so you can test it out the real way by sleeping on it and uh, doing all kinds of obsessive things on it. Pick up the phone and call them right now. They'll be there in no time, and you'll be sleeping in real comfort soon. Call 1-800-MATTRESS, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S, or check them out on the web, mattress.com. Live and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. Boo the callers. Oh! One boy to jog with, to grope with, and snort coke with. One boy on a date with his priest. One boy, a young altar boy. One boy to grab in the back and smoke crack with. One boy, or maybe two or three. One boy, to find out what religion is all about. God will bless those who bring my pulsating Holy one boy, one special boy, one boy to pray with, to play with, get laid with, one boy, maybe two or three, in my Come, just keep sending it back and forth, Buff. 1132 at 560 WQM. See, wasted no time. He came in here, he hopped on that fax machine, he twisted it, he yanked it, and nothing happened yet. But he's working on it. 
Let's see, how's that poll coming so far? we got a new poll up there. What do you think of the callers now after a day and a half of uh, real mayhem and uh, merriment here on the Neil Rogers Show? They suck 11. <laughs> oh, they suck 11. They make the show 11. See, so that's a standoff. They kill the show 10, and they're great four. So you see what I'm saying? You're on balance there, it's not looking too good for all you brilliant callers out there. WQAM. Yeah, I just wanted to let Neil know that we could fix the fax machine. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you want to call our company or not. What's your company? It's Laser MD. Okay, hang on a second. Talk to him, see if he's like for real or if he's like some uh, axe murderer. Because he sounded like one of your people to me, you know. Uh, American officials caution they may be forced to drastically slow trade across the northern U.S. border if the Canadian government relaxes its marijuana laws. Oh, oh yeah. What did I tell you? I've been telling you, up there with living and breathing real people, they're looking to uh, relax their laws. <laughs> And here, it's, oh, no, well, we're going to uh, cut off your water, baby. We won't even send our hockey teams up there. The changes being considered by Prime Minister Jean Chrétien's government would make the penalty for getting caught with a joint similar to a traffic ticket. By contrast, the zero-tolerance policy, the Neanderthal goose-stepping policy of the United States makes possession of even small amounts illegal. I'm getting uh, tongue-tied just thinking about it. All those poor bastards rotting in jail for like 10, 15, and 20 years for having a goddamn joint. U.S. drug policy experts say decriminalizing marijuana in Canada will increase drug use in America and trafficking by organized crime elements on both sides of the border. Washington will respond with tighter border checks that could hinder trade crucial to the Canadian economy, eh? And that Canadian dollar right now, that loony, is only worth 62 cents. Were you aware of that? It's only no. 62 cents plus, eh? We intend to protect our citizens. We'd have no choice, said John P. Walters, director of the Office of National Drug Control Policy, that, that the fascist bastard uh, him. It... The issue joins a growing list of differences between the North American neighbors who share the world's largest trade partnership, worth more than a billion dollars a day. Despite their military ties and common democratic values, Canada has traditionally adopted more liberal social policies, you bet, in part to distinguish itself from its powerful neighbor. No, that's got nothing to do with it. It's because they're more progressive, because they've come out of the Stone Age, and because they don't have the pleasure police up there running around and trying to tell everybody what the hell to do. Examples include diplomatic ties with Cuba, a ban on capital punishment, or more lenient immigration policies. How do you like that, George? They might even let you in, but I doubt it. They're really pissed off and fired up here about those Canadian uh, marijuana laws, and they're exerting as much pressure as they possibly can. Like Maria Bartiromo would say, pressure, it's under pressure. You know the way she has a saying, it's under pressure, and her eyelids start flapping around that bitch. Of course, you probably like her if you like Christina. I think you're just saying that to suck up to Joe Costello. That was a really good video. She blows, okay? She I blows. Hope so. She's ugly. She's skanky. She's nasty looking. And just because they got her all dolled up in some stupid ass video doesn't mean she's hot. She's about as hot as a goddamn block of ice, okay? That's how hot that bitch is. Christina Aguia freaking Lara. 54 votes on the poll. This is going to be fascinating now because now, see, now you got a real battle going on. Tooth and nail. You know what I'm talking about? you got the various interests because we have all these different people that want to control the show out there. You know, they want to program the show. They want to manipulate it. They want to squeeze it. you got Dennis out there who wants to talk about faggots all the time, Catholic faggots, which I guess I'm being redundant. What do you think of the callers now, Neil asked? 54 votes. They suck 18. They make the show 17. They kill the show 14, and they're great five. So let's see. Negative, you're at uh, 70, 31, and positive 23. You know what I'm saying? Now, if we had some good calls, which I'm still waiting for some of those, maybe they might change their mind. Maybe. 
I got so many important columns here, man. I got a pile that's growing and growing and growing. This is a great column by Peter Walston in the uh, Herald on uh, Sunday. And here it is already Tuesday. Genetic defect amendments like a virus to the Bush family, he writes. It's a great column. I'll get to it eventually. If not today, tomorrow. I don't think I'm taking any calls tomorrow. Oh, come on. <laughs> WQAM. WQAM. Um, yeah, let me talk to Neil Rogers. No chance. WQAM. Can I please talk to George? No. WQAM. Nobody on there. QAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, love the show. I think you're absolutely at your best when you're ripping the colors uh, a new bundle. I think that's when you are A1A the best. Sir, but let me say this to you. What is, the, what is there to rip a bundle when we're not saying anything? they got nothing to say. Exactly. Well, is that's... that what you want to hear is to no, sit no. here every day for four hours and say that these assholes have nothing to say? We already know they have nothing to say. Exactly, because part of the good thing is that you you really go you rarely uh, use screeners, and you know like some of those other shows that ask people like twenty thousand questions. You mean like like Mo's show where we have to be exactly. very careful that we don't that we don't frazzle his very uh, delicate ego? Exactly, exactly. So I mean it's a uh, catch twenty two, you know, because what are you gonna do? And let but, me uh, let me ask you this: Do you think it was the same doctor who performed on Jay Fiedler's thumb that did Mo's wig? I think so. I think uh, toupee. I'm sorry. Okay. Me. Okay. Thank you. See, this guy's not afraid to answer the question. He, there was no long pause. There was no big pause. You could drive a fleet of Mack trucks through there. I mean, that you know, sitting here and wit being eyewitness to that experience was so, it was just a stroke of luck. I mean, it's not like we were uh, did anything uh, with great ingenuity. It was just a stroke of luck. We fell into a bucket of crap there. But, I mean, when, when, when George just happened to punch the thing on him, we're sitting here and like. The uh, doctor that performed the surgery on uh, Jay Fiedler's thumb, mm -hmm. isn't he the same doctor that performed the uh, procedure on your toupee? Yeah. Um, it's the doctor who performed the surgery. Let's think about that. What's his name? Klein? Now, see, I'm pausing it just, just to interject this thought at this point. You see, at this point, they already know they've given Robert the high sign, you know, like to dump it. So that didn't get on the ear. So they're just pausing to, like, try to, like, I don't know why he's pausing even, because if he understood how the damn thing works, he just goes right ahead, you know? He would start by giving the numbers out. Right. Or something he, he, wouldn't, else, he wouldn't even wouldn't respond because they didn't hear that part. Follow what I'm saying? Fiedler's doctor? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't worry. I don't know who you use George Caldwell. Oh, Geldy is thumping sure. there, baby. I'm not sure where they're losing it. I'm not sure where he went. Did he go to Holy Cross? I, I didn't read it. Not sure. Well, bottom line is that I don't, the doctors can't tell how long Jay's going to be out. No, you're not, you're not sure. Somewhere in at least a month, could be up to eight weeks. Somewhere in there. Wally on the wall with you on QM. Hi, homo. I'm out. Did I, I say homo? Skill, though. Would you have been able to keep a straight face during that thing if you'd been sitting right there? No. Well, Geldy, like he, there was, a, he blurred it a little bit. You know, feeler. He doesn't. He, he blurred his lip little. real hard. Could be. He bit it real hard. Let's see. What does this say? Uh, oh, Neil, God, you see the Bruins go like that? I didn't see the. Uh, I didn't see the Bruins game. I saw the Leafs. Pretty depressing. Trevor Kidd, man. Let's not start with that hockey crap, okay? That's the surest way to say goodbye to the audience is start with the hockey stuff. That's one thing Moe's got his thumb on, even though for the wrong reasons. This is not a hockey town. It's not a basketball town. It's not a horse racing town. It's a horse and buggy town is what it is. It's the end of the universe. And if you don't believe me, just ask me and I'll tell you. I'll be more than delighted to tell you that. And that asshole that woke me up at my doorbell 530 this morning, don't do it again, sir, okay? Don't do it again. That's my best advice to you. Man. WQAM. Hello. Yes, sir. Hey, Neil. What's up, bro? How you doing? Pretty good. Hey, uh, 
I, I probably don't have much to say, but what I wanted to say was, uh, Jeb, uh, becomes a, when, since when did Jeb become the education governor? Do you notice these commercials? And then meanwhile, out of like BCC and Miami-Dade Community College, yeah. screaming because they don't have any money for anything. Right. Everything's been cut to the bone. It's all window dressing, but I will say this. Have you noticed that every two minutes there's another Jeb Bush spot? I haven't seen one Bill McBride spot yet. Not one. I don't know who, I don't know who's doing it in Fort Lauderdale. I'll notice it all over the place. The perfect, perfect addition to his signs. They're putting that, you know, like the circle with the line through it. Right yeah. The Jeb. They're everywhere. Excellent. I love it. Thank you. Keep it up, guys. Keep it up. Uh, ban the bush. And let me say it again if you tune in late. The latest poll just out there yesterday, 48% for Bush, 45% for McBride. He's closing that gap, and that's a poll that's got a 4.5% you know, with a statistical margin for error. So McBride might even be ahead a little bit. And you notice how he did the same thing against Janet? Came from nowhere, passed her like her goddamn uh, truck was in uh, neutral by at least 10 votes. 19 till noon at 5.60. 19 till noon? Are you kidding me? Man, it seems like I've been here 100 hours today. And probably these great calls. Tom Lehman and Hallett Pontiac GMC say no tricks, just treats this year. Announcing the great 0% Halloween event that's going on right now at Hallett Pontiac. That's correct. With approved credit from GMAC, you can get yourself 0% financing up to 60 months on all 2002 Pontiac and GMC models and select 2003s or take a rebate of up to four grand. And here's even more good news. No payments for 90 days. Count them. Check out the complete line of GMC SUVs while you're there, including that great snappy new Envoy voted by Motor Trend as SUV of the year and the all-new Pontiac Vibe SUV that's got the power of a great sports car. Hallett's also got a super selection of dependable used cars, trucks, and SUVs. And don't forget, if you can't make a deal any other car dealer in town, if everybody else has turned you down, Tom Lehman's here. He'll cut you a deal. It's the great 0% Halloween event. It's going on right now at Hallett Pontiac, and you'll find him in that same sensational location. They've been doing people right for 35 years plus. 13401 South Dixie Highway. That's U.S. 1 across from the falls, open every day, seven days a week. You can call him if you like at 305-238-4040 and say Happy Halloween. 305-238-4040 or get your ass on down there to Hallett Pontiac GMC who do be professional grade. Live and local. This is 560. The radio's all yours now. QAM. He's dirty. Well, he's a Tallahassee Nazi. Yes. Who got the money from his daddy? Yes. And as I said, my little bratty. With an agenda that's crappy. Well, he's a Tallahassee Nazi. Double AFLA. Well, he's a presidential son who doesn't have to run. No one else is gonna win. He might as well just move right in. He has a golden spoon. He was born with up his ass. So look out, all you Jews. Get ready for the gas. He's a Tallahassee Nazi. He'll give our civil rights a whammy. Cause he's a Tallahassee Nazi. Love of FLA. Well, he's a very wealthy dude with very fascist views who never paid his dues. By next year, we'll all be screwed. Seek hard, seek hard, seek hard, seek hard. Any schmuck could win that race against Buddy McKay. Why do you think they call it gubernatorial anyway? He's a Tallahassee Nazi. He'll make the KKK happy. Yeah, he's a Tallahassee Nazi. Love of FLA. 
All right. Eleven forty-seven at five sixty. What me worry? Ninety-seven votes on that poll. What do you think of the callers now? He asked after like a day and a half of getting back to calls on the Neil Rogers show, putting the uh, piss and vinegar back into the show. Not too much vinegar though. Ninety-seven votes. They suck. Forty. <laughs> oh, I love this poll, man. I'm ready to embrace it, to squeeze it. They suck. Forty. They make the show thirty. They kill the show 18, and they're great 8. So if you take the two negative categories and add them up, it's a 58, and the positive is 38. Am I right about that? Yeah, 58 to 38. How do you like that, eh? And 38, wasn't that the percentage the other day that wanted 38%? Yes, so 38 seems to be. That's probably the IQ of most of the people are called, too, if you ask me. Uh-huh. 38. Oh, Dennis is going to be so upset. A defrocked priest who pleaded guilty to molesting altar boys will not get an early release from the prison term he began serving last year. The Kansas Parole Board said yesterday that Robert Larson, 72, should remain in prison because of the serious nature and the circumstances of the crime and the objections regarding parole. Larson, who's serving a 3- to 10-year sentence, will not be eligible for parole again until September of 2004. He was retired and living in Willoughby, Ohio, when the charges were brought against him. I'm very pleased with how the judicial system has treated the case, said Paul Schwartz, one of the four victims Larson was convicted of molesting. It actually gives me some hope that the judicial system actually does work. Larson spent 30 years as a priest in the Roman Catholic Diocese of Wichita. The offenses for which he was convicted took place in the 80s while he was pastor at St. Mary's in Newton. Newton. How do you like that? I thought Newton was in Mass. Atushitz. He was removed from the parish in 1988 for uh, what Eugene Gerber, then the bishop of the diocese, acknowledged were several allegations of sexual abuse. He was sent to an institution in Maryland for treatment and eventually stripped of his title and responsibilities as a priest. There you go. He'll be cooling his heels in air for a long time. Maybe he's having a good time. Florida Governor Bush says daughter Nicole must confront her drug addictions. That's what the Tallahassee Nazis uh, said. Governor Jeb Bush says today his daughter's battle with drugs has stained his whole family, but she must ultimately confront her addiction personally. Boy, I tell you, he's got a really screwed up family, you know what? Yes. Man, dysfunctional? Yeah. I'd like to wave a magic wand and have this devil be exercised from her, he said, from her life and her soul, so that she can make clear decisions for herself and live an independent life and a joyful one, Bush said on NBC's Today Show. But I can't. She has to do it. He said the family would support her, but you can't enable people that have addictions. They have to confront it. Bush was running, of course, for re-election, said his daughter Noel's problems have been difficult for his family. It puts huge strains on families. It creates doubt amongst each other. If you talk to people, you know, it's hard not to blame yourself. Asked if he blames himself, Bush said, no, I've stopped, I've stopped, I've learned not to, but it's hard. It's really hard on families. But he don't blame himself. Because he's a good guy, you know. Right, it's just all the rest just of Just ask him. Ask him, he'll tell you he's a good guy. Noelle Bush, well, we know about Noelle did this, she did that, blah, blah, blah. A judge will decide if she can remain in drug rehab instead of facing criminal charges. Asked if he would rule out a future bid for the presidency, Bush said he was as likely to become a priest. Oh, no! That's what he said. I wouldn't rule out being a priest either, Bush said. That's not even on the radar, and for people to speculate about it, they don't know me. We don't know him. Jebby, we hardly knew ye. Wouldn't you like to be the author of that book when he leaves the governor's mansion at the end of this year? Statement attributed to bin Laden hails attack in Kuwait, an explosion in Yemen. A signed statement allegedly from Osama Yamama bin Laden claimed Monday that recent attacks in Yemen and Kuwait were designed to coincide with the anniversary of the war in Afghanistan and sent a clear and strong message to the world that his al-Qaeda organization is still active. 
The statement, which was faxed to Al Jazeera Network and posted on an Islamic website, appeared to have been written on a computer using an Arabic font that looks like handwriting. Did you know there were Arabic fonts? No. Now you do. The signature to the bottom is similar to Bin Laden's distinctive style with a loop at the end. I sure hope the little squiggle isn't under there, because that would be Greg's. Still, there was no way to authenticate the statement. Bin Laden's whereabouts are unknown, and President Bush said Monday, we don't know whether Bin Laden is alive or dead. And then he went, like that. <laughs> That's always my favorite part. Every time the president says something, at the end he kind of gives that smirk, you know, like that. Yeah. <laughs> we do know that al-Qaeda is still dangerous, and while we've made good progress, there's a lot more work to do, Bush said. Thank you for your profound observations, Mr. President. Monday's statement accused the U.S. of occupying Afghanistan and planning a war in Iraq in order to conquer the Muslim world. It praised to Kuwaitis who opened fire on U.S. Marines as brothers-in-arms with the 9-11 hijackers. The heroic Kuwaiti operation proved the extent of the danger that confronts American troops. Wherever they go in the Islamic world, the statement read, America is getting ready for a new round of its crusade against the Islamic world, this time against the Muslim Iraqi people, aimed at completing its plan to divide the Islamic nation and tear it apart, looting its wealth, and preparing for establishing the state of greater Israel after expelling the Palestinians. A copy faxed to Al Jazeera on Monday was nearly identical to one posted on the Islamic website. It was addressed to the Islamic nation on the one-year anniversary of the beginning of the American New Crusade War. There you go. He's still alive, we think. You think? What'd you drop? Nothing, just my glasses. Oh, nothing important. Hey, they only weigh about a half an ounce. Don't worry about them. Small potatoes. 125 votes on that poll. Now they're pouring in. See, they didn't give a crap about ethnic stereotypes or ethnic sands. They gave a crap about uh, the sands through the hourglass. And uh, what's his name? What was his name on uh, Days of Our Lives? He's dead. I don't know. Oh, come on. He used to be on there. McDonald Carey. You better give it. It's kind of scary that you don't know McDonald Carey. Never watched that. Or any other soap, for that matter. Oh. So you wouldn't know any. You know Malcolm. Yeah, just from you mentioning And him. you know Nick. Right, from you. And then, of course, there was Dan Stewart. Oh, we're fine. Who I think had all those visions, those fantasies, those wet dreams about Nick and made up all that crap. That, remember? Oh, he's going to be sitting right there across you. Man, Dan Stewart, you are really something, baby. Should have talked to Henry Barrow about Dan Stewart, you know? Oh! He'd have had a few words, choice words to say. He'd have had some. And then we should have talked to him about Jackie Bales, too, you know what? He'd have really had some. He'd have probably uh, started doing a little uh, St. Vitus dancing here. 125 votes. What do you think of the callers now, eh? They suck. 51. They make the show 42. They kill the show 19, and they're great 12. So let's see, it's 70 to 54 on the negatory side so far. Here's a great column. Do I have time? Uh, no. I don't have time. I'll do it after the break. In fact, at noon to one, I'll get all the good stuff in. In fact, in the meantime, let's take some more of these great calls to help the audience make their judgment on this. You know, we don't we don't want to act them have them act precipitously. WQAM. Yes, sir. It's Ray. How are you? It's been oh. 11 years. Yeah. Ray? Yeah. 153 last time I checked, too. 153 what? IQ. Yeah. You said we're all at 38. Well, what, what can we do for you, Ray? Dwayne, stop. That's how far we go back. Yeah, and? You remember it? Yeah, I, and? You don't play it. And what do you got for us, Ray? What do you call for? Because I missed you. I'm back okay, good. Uh, see what I'm saying? Not looking too promising on that one. See you, Ray. Another 11 years. WQAM. Neil. Yes, sir. Isn't this the sniper area, the same area where those Marines got uh, arrested for beating up their wives? Murdering. Murdering their wives, yeah. Right. Isn't that the same area? Well, I mean, uh, it's like saying, is this the same area where, uh, you know, Kennedy got uh, inaugurated, you know? Right. 
Because this guy who's doing it, if it's a guy, he's too much of a pro, man. I mean, he must be military trained. Now, now see, why do, why do we do this? we got 85,000 talking heads on there, and 42,000 say, oh, he's military or, uh, or police trained, and 42,000 say he's not. How, how do we? We don't know who the hell he is. Because speculating kills a lot. You know, oh, yeah, kills some good time. We don't have any idea. He's a sharpshooter. He's not a professional sniper. How the hell do they know? They bring all these experts on, like you said, to kill some time because they got 24 hours on the news channels. Bop, 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 beep, beep, beep. And they don't know what the hell they're talking about. If they were so smart, they'd have them already. They'd string them up on there on goddamn Dan Rather at 6.45 tonight and get a 99 share if they were so smart, which they're not. How are you folks? Well, look at this. Five, four minutes till noon. That poker, Brian, I'm going to murder him. I'm going to, like, sit on him like a, like a, like somebody squashes a cockroach. Anyway, four minutes till noon at 560 WQM. 135 votes. They're pouring in on a poll now about your great calls, man. And let me tell you this. Let me give you my own personal opinion. Your calls suck, okay? They blow. They bite. I've heard better calls than my nightmares, okay? I'd rather have that guy come to my door again at 530 in the morning and ring my doorbell and I'd rather croak before he comes back. And putting up with this crap. Oh, yeah, we got, this is Ray. It's been 11 years. Thank God it's been 11 years. That's probably the reason I'm still on the air, you butt plug, you idiot. This is Ray. Like, like, don't you know who that is? I mean, sounds And he's got an familiar. IQ, what do you say, 1.53, something like yeah. that? That was his grade point of 1.53. Hey, Ray, you suck too, man. God. What a way to make a living. Uh, how, that, that Mitch Hirsch, that's the only reason I'm still sitting here. Thanks a lot again, Rimmer. I know you're up in Minnesota, but I'm sure Farrell will pass the message along. Thanks again, Rimmer. Man, do you owe me big time. You know what he repays me with? Doctors who try to fix my ailments I'm getting from not having any cash anymore because of Mitch Hirsch. Hey, Mitch. Coxal hoist, baby. Four minutes, uh, three minutes till noon, man. The time is flying by. I'm, hey, if your carpets are really looking nasty and dank and even maybe smelling bad, boy, you folks must be real slobs. But, of course, a lot of us are slobs like me. My house certainly is no uh, picnic. And if you've been having a picnic on the floor and you want your carpets looking just like brand new, call my good paisans at Dry Concepts. Trust me, this is one of the really fine outfits in this town. They've been in business for well over 20 years. They've been doing my house for over 20 years. And once you use them the first time, you wouldn't dream of calling anybody again. If you want to find out more about them, you can go to their website at www.dryconcepts.com. But better yet, pick up that phone and call them. And they'll come there and dry clean your carpets and make them look just like brand new. It's like a miracle right on your floor. They smell lemony fresh. In a couple of hours, they're dry, and you've got a big, fat smile on your puss. And no matter what work you have them do for you, they give you a written, guaranteed price before they start the job. And they also do an unbeatable job of cleaning your furniture and drapery, spot dyeing, fiber protection, carpet repairs, implant oriental rug service, deodorization, and if you should have a flood in the house, complete water damage restoration, too. In Broward, call 954-370-7778. 954-370-7778. In Dade or Palm Beach, call them toll-free, 1-800-248-5071. 1-800-248-5071. It's not just a slogan, it'd be the truth. Don't forget, clean today, entertain tonight with dry concepts. We're Sports Radio 560. QAM. It's Dave Goldstein, but you can call me Geldy. Whenever I'm in town, I listen to... Wait a minute, I am in town. It's the 12 to 1 hour. To the Dolphins, moving from the left to the right on your radio, and uh, thusly, moving right to left. No, from my left, stupid. Stay in the front of your radio. Now, if you look closely, you... Third down and about five. Dolphins, need a blue ribbon effort here. They're at the line of scrimmage. Jay Fiddler placing both his hands under that guy's ass. I uh, believe the name is 
Fiedler. Fiedler hands off to Ricky Nelson, and uh, that's that. Let's cut away to our sideline reporter. Take it away, Geldy. Geldy! Geldy! Okay! What the hell are you doing down there? I'm drinking Gatorade. <laughs> Tastes like wee-wee. You ought to know. Out comes Olindo Murray. That's Murray? I say it's Murray! You big stupid... Uh, nope. uh, 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 I, I say it's uh, Murray, uh, you decrepit asshole! I don't have to taste none of your crap! I, uh, I'm gonna cram this microphone up your ass! Do you know who I am? You watch the full sport hole? I've been pulling games since you were just a kid. And what's that smelly green mold on your head growing out from under your wig? Why, you no good. I ought to see to it that your ass is fired. You're acting totally unprofessional. I love it. 1203 at 560 WQAM. You know what I should play one more time? The uh, doctor that performed the surgery on... Uh... Jay Fiedler's thumb. Mm-hmm. Isn't he the same doctor that performed the uh, procedure on your toupee? But I guess I better not. Because otherwise, you can't afford to have all that dead air in there, you know, when he just pauses and pauses, waits for that delay to catch up, you know? Somebody better explain to him how that delay works. Anyway, this is uh, Critics of Bush and Cheney may be too generous, writes Devin Nordberg. CommonDreams.com uh, or .org, whatever the hell it is. By the way, Lynn uh, Samuels has got a great website. Go log on to it right now or else, she said. So Pete Bolger doesn't like you? Is that what you said? Well, he's an asshole. We know that. Oh, I don't, shouldn't get you in trouble. But she's not really here, Pete. She's not really here because he's obviously listening right now. He's probably on his way over to the Jiffy Lou place to hire Brooke Daniels back. Let's get Brooke back on here. What do you say, folks? <laughs> critics of Bush and Cheney may be too generous. A growing number of critics accuse the Bush administration of inciting war against Iraq to divert attention from our crumbling economy, corporate corruption, and Bush's attacks on environmental protections against our personal freedoms. After all, we call several other brutal dictatorships our allies, including Saudi Arabia, Uzbekistan, and Pakistan. So why is Bush so determined to topple Saddam Hussein? Perhaps the critics are too generous to suspect merely political gamesmanship or settling a score for dad, for the allies and enemies that Mr. Bush and Mr. Cheney choose are exactly those of the oil industry they still serve. Iraq crossed Western oil corporations 30 years ago, and the oil executives have long memories. In 1972, Saddam Hussein and his bath party nationalized the oil holdings of the Iraq Petroleum Company, which actually was owned by a group of Western oil companies, including Royal Dutch and American and French firms. The U.S. and Britain launched an embargo of Iraq in an attempt to persuade Hussein to reprivatize oil, a tactic that succeeded for the U.S. when it embargoed Iran in retaliation for nationalizing its oil industry in 1951. In that case, the economic squeeze was topped off with a CIA-assisted coup and regime change, which instituted the Shah as the new leader in 1953. Obediently, the Shah agreed to let British and American oil companies take over oil production again. But when the U.S. instigated an embargo against Iraq, Hussein simply found a new customer, the Soviet Union. Good timing also helped Iraq get away with the nationalization. After A year after Iraq nationalized its oil, the 11 members of the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries, OPEC, agreed to pricing solidarity and forced oil importing countries to pay dramatically more for oil. The OPEC cartel gained the upper hand in negotiating with Western oil companies and insulated Iraq from economic attack. Near the time of Iraq's oil nationalization, Hussein made a peace offer to the dissident Kurds in Iraq who were warring against his regime. The Kurds were about to accept his offer, but President Nixon offered them $16 million in weapons as an incentive to keep fighting, and they did, with additional help from the Shah of Iran. During the subsequent Iran-Iraq war, U.S. officials facilitated arms sales to Iraq, while Israel sold their arms to Iran, not so much to support Hussein, but to perpetuate the bloody war and out of antipathy toward Iran's Ayatollah Khomeini, who overthrew our hand-picked dictator, the Shah. 
After Iraq won that devastating war, Hussein continued to pursue independent economic development rather than letting transnational corporations reap benefit from his country's resources. He worked to form the Arab Corporation Council to join Iraq with Jordan, Egypt, and Yemen in a regional trading bloc. Not surprisingly, the Gulf War of 91 was welcomed by President Bush Sr. as an excuse to bring down Hussein. Just eight days before Iraq invaded Kuwait, U.S. Ambassador April Glasby told Hussein that the administration had no opinion regarding Iraq's border dispute with Kuwait. U.S. intelligence learned of the invasion plan several days in advance, but no deterrence was attempted. Although we didn't know that Bush Sr. deliberately baited Iraq, skeptics should consider that President Carter's Secretary of State, Zbigniew Brzezinski, publicly bragged that U.S. funded the Mujahideen of Afghanistan six months before the Soviet Union invaded in 1979 in an attempt to provoke the Soviets into an unwinnable war. Western oil companies still aim to repossess Iraq's oil, and they need Hussein removed to do it. So it shouldn't surprise us that Bush's war drums haven't missed a beat, even after Hussein conceded to the return of U.N. weapons inspectors in September. Mr. Bush seems to continue our tendency to base alliances less on a nation's degree of democracy, peacefulness, or freedom than whether they're open markets to transnational corporations. Thus, China gets friendly relations, while Cuba gets sanctions and Iraq gets threats of annihilation. It's a serious decision to send our uh, soldiers to war to defend our national security. For Mr. Bush to send them into battle to serve corporate oil interest would be tantamount to treason, writes Devin Nordberg, who writes for ReclaimDemocracy.org, a nonprofit organization working to restore citizen authority over corporations. Maureen Dowd writes, am I going to have time for this before the break? I guess not. Like I said, you got to like when and die. See, I don't like interrupting. I don't like read us, interrupt us. 167 votes on the poll. They're pouring in, baby, about you callers, man. And look at the calls on that board now. Are they pouring in or what? Oh. Huh? They're pouring in, not. Let's get Neil to beg for some calls again. What do you say, huh? Let's get him on his back legs like a little puppy dog with his legs up in the air begging for a bone. I got a bone for you. 167 votes. What do you think of the callers now? They suck, 69. They make the show 57. They kill the show 24, and they're great 16. So let's see. 69 and 24 is 93, and the 93 to 73 on the uh, negative side so far. What do you think? Maybe we should give it another day or two. What do you think? No. Huh? Come on. Another call or two? 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T line. WQAM. Kid. Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? Okay. How's Canada? Canada's great. This place sucks. Oh, I know. Have you been to uh, Pompano Harness lately? Not yet. Maybe tomorrow. Why don't you go back to Canada, you Jew bastard? Yeah. Let me just tell you, it's a shtick dreck. Ugh. I was, I was polishing there, and all there are dirty old people. But my friend has a horse, and it's a good horse. So if you see it, it's called Midnight Rambler. Yeah. It's real good. Uh-huh. He won his last race, and it's a great horse. So if you see it, bet on it. Thanks, thanks for ripping my uh, friends at Pompano Park. <laughs> and have a great day. How do you like that? The Kishka lady ripping my good uh, sponsor. Didn't I just do a spot for Pompano Park a little while ago? Yeah. Yes, I did. That's okay. They, they got a good sense of humor over there. It's been nice being with them for 25 years. Nine minutes afternoon at 560 WQM. That's another reason it's good to t have the callers on there. Like the guy yesterday, Balance for Life sucks. You know, all these, all these great people out there. Probably Pete Bolger's boyfriend calling me yesterday. You think he's doing Brooke Daniels? You think that's possible? Huh? Or is that a different ball of wax? <laughs> Anybody know that story about Brooke and her ball of wax? Yeah. Hot wax. She's got well, Maybe she'll wind up on Waxy because she does have Waxy buildup. That's what Henry said. Oh. Good old Henry Barrow, who tried to get Mikey's job. He did get Mikey's job there for, what, about five minutes? Wasn't that right after we first came here to this godforsaken crap hole of a station? Isn't that yes, right after yes, the beginning? Yes. Oh, man. 
down on the second floor. In fact, down there, I'd beg for calls all day and never get any. That was the best part. Remember those days when we were doing the whammy thing? Yeah. And they were, they were like taping me begging for calls. That was made for a very simple TV it show. back that night. <laughs> With no audio. Hey, how's this W whammy? Yeah, it was like that. It was really great. Going home and not being able to hear the audio and watching all that distorted crap. Nice going there, boys. What the hell was that guy's name? Oh, Barry Diller. Yeah, she was in charge of that. Ten minutes past noon at 560 WQM. Does this sound like you, overworked, underpaid, stuck in some crappy, dead-end job, underappreciated, yes. being treated like garbage? Yes. Well, do yourself a humongous favor. Pick up the phone and call our good paisans at Fast Train, toll-free, 1-866-FAST-TRAIN, because the demand for certified computer professionals has never been bigger and greater and better than it is right now. And Fast Train can help you achieve a brand-new career in as little as four months. Fast Train is South Florida's largest certified Microsoft training center with locations in Pembroke Pines, Fort Lauderdale, Kendall, and Miami. Fast Train offers convenient day, evening, and weekend classes, too. they got a full-time job placement department with over 30 years' experience, so they'll get you started the right way. If you're overworked, underpaid, underappreciated, stuck in a really crappy dead-end job, working for a real major asshole, don't wait one more minute. Pick up the phone and call our friends at Fast Train toll-free. There's no obligation. Call 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Think about it. In just four short months, you can be on your way to becoming a high-paid computer professional in a career with great earning potential. Take my advice and pick up the phone to call Fast Train, 866-FAST-TRAIN. That's 866-FAST-TRAIN, or check them out on the web if you like at www.fasttrain.com. This is Sports Radio 560, QAM. How with David? Hello. Hello, Tony. This is Buffalo Bill. Oh, yes. How are you, Bill? I'm fine. Splendid. I look more like a woman now. What can I do for you, Bill? I want to know why I'm not in your new Red Dragon film, Mommy. Really? I saw the new film. There's no one to put the lotion in the basket. Bill, you were killed in the Lambs film. So? I play a much better psycho killer than Art Carney. Art? Oh, you mean Ed Norton. Like I said, Mommy, he looks good for his age. Ed Norton? No, Art Carney. No, no, that's not... Now I have to work with Tony Sheldon. That's why I'm quiet today. I'm afraid it's much too late now. No, that screws up all my plans. It just wouldn't work, Bill. How about it, Tony? Can you help me out for old time's sake? Can't do it, Bill. Tell Mommy I always liked you. It was only the lotion in the basket. Well, it was good hearing from you. The lotion in the basket. I have to go now. That might be me tuck so tight between my legs. That feels so nipper like this. See you around, Bill. He puts the lotion in the basket. Cuff 16 at 560 WQAM. Drudge Report. Just what I always wanted. Somebody just faxed to me. Geraldo Rivera has a knack for getting to the bottom of a story. The larger-than-life Fox News reporter swooped into Fredericksburg and spent the weekend to file reports following Friday's sniper shooting at the four-mile Fort Exxon. Uh, don't you think that maybe he wants, uh, he's like suicidal or something? Remember, as soon as we started attacking Afghanistan, he rushed over there. He couldn't get there fast enough. Right, yeah. And now he's rushing up there to Fredericksburg. He arrived at the scene midday Friday, strutting around in a black leather jacket and blue jeans. By 6 p.m. on the day of the shooting, Rivera was autographing the seats of Fredericksburg Hooters waitresses, skimpy orange shorts, while the women were in them. The, not, not that he would be exploit a situation. You don't understand that any more than Jesse Jackson might. The Hooters, in fact, maybe that's what he is. Maybe he's a white Jesse Jackson is what he's become. Although he has a better mustache. You notice how Jesse's like a, off like on one. He just can't get it straightened out. 
The Hooters restaurant is located only about 50 yards away from the crime scene. He was posing for pictures with Hooters girls and signing their rear ends, said Jeff Leach, a Carolina County resident who was at the restaurant late Friday afternoon. Rectum. I thought it was pretty tasteless considering that, well, George would know if it was tasty or not. That's his specialty, kissing rear end or licking, licking ass. I thought it was pretty tasteless considering the timing and proximity of the scene of the killing, Leach said. It was a circus atmosphere. Oh, Geraldo wouldn't do that, would he? A spokesman for the Fox News Channel in New York said the Hooters autograph session was only part of a wider Rivera autograph spree that was perfectly harmless. He was all over the place, said FNC spokesman Robert Zimmerman. He was giving autographs at the Waffle House next to the gas station. He was giving autographs to Spotsylvania sheriff's deputies. He was giving autographs to truck drivers. Maybe even gave an autograph to the Moosey Man, huh? To Chief Moose? Maybe you'll see them together, the two of them. I mean, you know, when you've got a community that big that's got an illiterate police chief, man, and you're wondering why we can't find a son of a bitch? Oh, look at this. P.O. Box, a half a million dollar reward. We already know all this stuff. They keep putting the same crap out. Have we got them yet? No. Do we have any idea who it is? No. I'll tell you one thing. That would be a great poll for tomorrow. Who do you think we'll find first, the sniper or Osama bin Laden? Huh? In fact, you know something? Maybe it's him. Maybe it's him. And even if he still looks like he doesn't have pictures, they still couldn't find him. I could be wrong about that. I hope I'm wrong, but I just uh, don't feel too confident about the work job they're doing. Rivera declined to talk directly to a reporter, but related comment through Zimmerman. He said he was honoring the request of his adoring fans, Zimmerman said. Oh, brother. Asked if that was inappropriate under the circumstances. Zimmerman said, that's personal opinion. I wasn't there. I don't know. People are getting shot and murdered, and Geraldo's signing Hooters waitresses' asses. How do you like that? Isn't that what great? Would you do? Zimmerman also said Rivera wasn't really covering a murder story, but a story on the sniper. Management at the Fredericksburg Herders declined to comment on his actions there, but one of the waitresses involved confirmed the details. She confirmed the tales. Hooters has got a corporate policy forbidding waitresses from being quoted in the media, but one said, I got his autograph. I don't like him, but I got it for my mother. Oh, yeah, just like Lee J. Cobb got it for his uh, daughter. I Remember lied. that? It's I lied. Me. It was for me. Man. The waitress said all work and no play would make Geraldo a big bore. That's his job, she said, glancing toward the crime scene. He has to have fun in his personal life. That's why they probably went out in the back and she banged his brains out, or the other way around. What do you think? Maureen Dowd writes, Texas on the Tigris. Now, did I already do this? I'm sure I did not. We'll start it out. We'll see. I didn't do it. It's from yesterday's New York Times. No, yesterday I wasted all this time with these stupid-ass phone calls. How's that poll coming on your great calls, by the way? Oh, let's take one on 9. WQAM. Hello, Neil. Yes. This is your chronic in Gainesville. I moved. Me. Oh, go away. Man. No, no, seriously. You know who that is? That's that imbecile. That's that moron who has nothing to say. See, this is another problem with your calls is that none of you have anything to say. When you're sitting in a house, do you pick up the phone and you dial somebody's number when you have nothing to say? No. These are people who are desperate, are striving for some contact with the outside world, praying that somebody will pat them on the head and say, you're okay, you're alive, You're at least we think so, you're breathing. That's what they're looking for. It's not just that they have no life. It's that they have no uh, contact. Man, and who the hell would want to talk to these people anyway when you come right down to it? I'd rather talk to P.D. Lenny than talk to them. I'd rather be dead than talk to them. Don't ever call me at home again, you maniac, you drug-addicted asshole. Isn't it great that we got Steve M's uh, sister on the phone today? And she still didn't. Didn't what? Tell me anything. She didn't give you the number? No. They got the good stuff there, man. They got the good crap. You name it, they got it. Okay. I'm telling you, they're growing it right in the backyard, right there in Davie. Ask Jeff. He'll tell you. WQAM. Good afternoon, Neil. Yes, sir. Yesterday you had Why are you whispering? Because I'm at work. No, because you're chronic. WQAM. Yeah, I like to talk to Neil, please. Speaking. 
Oh, this is Dr. Longfinger's office. I'm uh, Howard Davis, proctologist. And I just have to message on to him, please, to tell him his test results are back, and he is right. He is a perfect asshole. Okay, thank you, Doc. <laughs> Howard David's proctologist, in case you couldn't hear it, he said he's an asshole. Something like that. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. It puts the lotion in the basket. WQAM. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. In an effort to contribute, I came up with something. It's sort of a stretch. If uh, you're stretching it. San yeah, that too. If Ethnic Sam's mother had married Lynn Bias's father, do you think they'd have named their child Ethnic Bias? Excellent. Thank you. And have a great day. He worked on it a long time. Ethnic Sands, man. See, you're not supposed to say that. You're just supposed to overlook it because you're supposed to be a dumb sports nerd. Anthony. Anybody out there named Anthony? Huh? How about that uh, spick singer there, Mark Anthony? Isn't that his name? <laughs> yeah, Anthony. You're talking about illiterate parents making illiterate babies, and we wonder why we got this race problem in this country, huh? Because you people out there are satisfied to have a lot of illiterate dumb schwarzes out there running around on loose, which is dangerous, see? This is not good. This is not good at all. Having a boombox on one shoulder and that big chip and that goddamn gun don't help either. Schwarzes, no more guns for Schwarzes, that's number one, and definitely for rednecks, number two. Right? But the crazy people, they're okay. Crazy people we learned on 60 Minutes Sunday night, that's okay. No problem at all. You want a gun? Yeah, but wait, yeah, but wait a second. No chance, you gotta immediately, if not, they don't even have to fill a thing out. They don't have to wait. No waiting for crazy people. Anyway, Maureen Dowd writes, I gotta get to the, this is too good. She said, Washington, this has always been a place where people say the opposite of what they mean, but last week the Capitol soared to ominous New Orwellian heights. Senator Hillary Rodham Clinton voted to let the president use force in Iraq because she didn't want the president to use force in Iraq. Giving Mr. Bush bipartisan support, she said, would make his success at the U.N. more likely and therefore war less likely. The White House feigned interest in negotiation while planning for annexation without representation. The Democrats were desperate to put the war behind them, so they put the war in front of them. They didn't want to seem weak, so they made the president stronger, which makes them weaker. Mr. Bush said he needed congressional support to win at the U.N., but he wants to fail at the U.N. so he can install his own MacArthur as Viceroy of Iraq. Poor Tommy Franks may finally have to leave Tampa. Mr. Bush says he's in a rush to go to war with Iraq because it's so strong, but he's in a rush to go to war with Iraq because it's so weak. In his Cincinnati speech, he warned of a menacing Iraqi drone that could fly across the ocean and spray germs or chemicals on us, but Pentagon experts say the drone couldn't make the trip and would have to be disassembled, shipped over, sneaked in, and reassembled. Mr. Bush said he wanted an independent 9-11 commission to investigate more broadly what went wrong with the government before 9-11, but now he's trying to kill the panel because he already knows just about everything went wrong before 9-11, and he doesn't want us to know. Doesn't he know that we already know? The president's father lamented in his diary in 1991 that his Persian Gulf War didn't have a clean end because there was no battleship Missouri surrender. Now the son wants to skip the surrender and turn Baghdad into Houston East, putting a branch of the Petroleum Club at the intersection of the Tigris and the Euphrates. Tom Daschle, Diane Feinstein, and other doubters came around Thursday to the view that Iraq is an urgent threat after the CIA Director George Tenet sent Congress a memo on Monday stating that Iraq is not an urgent threat. Mr. Tenet, a Clinton holdover, is desperate to please Mr. Bush. Senators joke that if he gives the president intelligence briefings while polishing Mr. Bush's shoes. So the CIA chief was embarrassed to find himself insinuating that W is hyping his war. After providing the smoking gun to show that Mr. Bush has no smoking gun, the usually silent top spook was frantically calling reporters on Tuesday night to insist there's no daylight between him and the president on Iraq. The top spook? I thought she was uh, talking about... Uh, Condoleezza? Huh? No, not Condoleezza. Colon? Let's see. Mr. Tenet says Saddam is unlikely to initiate a chemical or biological attack against us unless we attack him, and Mr. Bush says Saddam is likely to initiate a chemical or biological attack, so we must attack him. 
The CIA says Saddam will use his nasty weapons against us only if he thinks he has nothing to lose, so the White House leaks its plan about the occupation of Iraq, leaving Saddam nothing to lose. The President says Iraq is linked to Islamic terrorists, so we must attack, while the CIA says that Iraq will link up with Islamic terrorists only if we attack. Mr. Bush says the war in Iraq will help us win the war on terrorism, but somebody forgot to tell the Osama Lieutenant Ayman al-Zawahiri, who says the war on Iraq justifies more than terrorist attacks. Mr. Zawahiri's taped message has incited al-Qaeda warriors to new attacks while we're preoccupied with our post-occupation. When asked if Iraq in 2003 would look like Japan in 1945, Eri Fleischer, the Minister of Information, said no, it would look like Afghanistan in 2002. But Afghanistan is not even more dangerous than the suburbs of Washington. We've lost interest in Afghanistan because we're too busy trying to turn Iraq into Japan. The Nobel Committee gave Jimmy Carter the Peace Prize as a way of giving W the War Booby Prize. Still, George Bush, the failed Harkin Oil executive, and Dick Cheney, the inept Halliburton chairman, will finally get their gusher. One day, the president was shooting at dictator being rude, and up from the ground came a bubbling crude. Oil, that is. Black gold. Baghdad tea. <laughs> oh, I should have sang that last part. We'll go back. No. 26 after uh, noon at 560 WKM. That's Maureen Dowd in, uh, let's see, what the, in Sunday's New York Times. It'll probably show up in the Sun Sentinel in about a week. Can you believe that? Seriously. I mean, it's one thing to take syndicated columnists and put them in. I've seen a day, maybe two days later. But to put them in like a week later? Hey, guess what? President Lincoln's got a bad headache, you assholes, up there at the Sun Sentinel. Man, are they pathetic. Oh, that's right. I forgot we had some important ball games. You know something? Aren't we blessed? Aren't we blessed here that we had those two big wins on uh, Saturday and Sunday? I've been talking to people all over the country, and you know something I told them? And they all agreed with me. You people down there are blessed. You know, with Alien and the hanging chads and all those old people where they're hanging... Whatever they got hanging, you know, they're hanging bags. We're sun-kissed and ball-blessed. Yeah. By the way, Lynn, we apologize for the aroma of Moe's bag when you walk by that studio. 27 past noon at 560 WQAM. You know, there's never been a better time to buy a new home or refinance your existing home. How about this? How about a rate of 3.95%? That's right. Financial Group can offer you an unprecedented 3.95%. All you got to do is pick up the phone and call them and get the information on how this be working. Call 1-800-940-LEND. That's 1-800-940-5363. The money you're going to save is unbelievable. Think about it. You can get yourself a $100,000 loan for only 450 bucks a month or get you a $200,000 loan for only 950 bucks a month. The process is simple, and you'll save yourself thousands of dollars each year. Pick up the phone and call our Paisans Financial Group at 1-800-940-LEND, and they'll explain it to you. There's never been a better time to get you yourself a low interest rate, so call Financial Group, and you'll really be on your way to big savings. Financial Group is an equal housing lender. Credit restrictions do apply, and rates are subject to change if you wait too long. So call them today, 1-800-940-LEND, L-E-N-D. That's 1-800-940-5363. Live, live, and local, we are Sports Radio 560, QAM. Push, with some crack in her shoe and some Xanax in her purse. She's the right skank governor's daughter who resembles afterbirth. She knows that dad is the gov. So if she breaks the law, well, that's tough. It ain't none of your goddamn business. So just keep your big mouth shut when it comes to family values. A prime example for all of you. There ain't nothing like the morals of the good Bush family. So with some crack in her shoe, no other foot powder will do. It makes your feet want to tingle and dance all day. Come on, you bitch, dance! That's right! 
1231 at 560 WQM. 211 votes on that poll already, man. This one has taken off. What do you think of the callers now? After nearly two days of this insanity, of this madness returning to the show, uh, they suck, 90. 66 people say they make the show. 33 said they kill the show in their great 21. So you had uh, 90 and uh, 30, 123 to 87. Fairly close. They just can't decide. They're on the fence. Got some bad news. One of our South Florida legends has died. He died? Yes. The outspoken and unabashed liberal radio talker whose career spanned nearly five decades died Friday, October 11th. Well, how, this is Tuesday already. This must be from the Sun Sentinel because they're a little slow in getting the news. Died Friday in Miami following complications due to a massive heart attack, according to the Herald. Probably took him the four days to get out of the bottom of the birdcage. After leaving his first radio job at WPAT in New York City, I thought WPAT was in Patterson, New Jersey. Isn't it? Yeah. That's what the PATB standing for. I mean, it's in the New York market. Well, what do they know? It's in the Herald. Geisen moved to South Florida in the late 50s. He went on to host programs on Miami's WAHR, WINZ, WMBM, and Waxy. See, look at this. Didn't I talk about Brooke Daniels had Waxy build up, and here we are again. All ties in. Longtime friend and former co-worker at WAHR, CN's Larry King, uh-huh. told the paper Sam was an original free thinker. I wonder if Sam ever loaned Larry any money. Loan me $50. He was a gutsy broadcaster as I've ever been around. He said, Geisen survived by his wife and two children. I will say this. I never met Sam, but he was the only broadcaster who did a TV show with no teeth. No, seriously, I think there was at one time he couldn't afford false teeth. And he did this, uh, the dog racing results with the Tom Jicka. Don't you remember that? It was only about no. 100 years ago. And he used to do on Channel 51 or one of those marginal TV stations, the dog racing show. And they'd play the tapes of the dogs. There goes the bunny. Uh, here comes the bunny. And there goes your money. Stuff like that. And he would do the, oh, yeah, he would, he would gum the results. Yeah, he was gum. Because either he couldn't afford the teeth or he used to forget to put them in. They were like in the glass of Paladin in the other studio or something. I don't know. Tom Jicka can verify that this is the only man ever did it. And I shouldn't say that now that he died. He died. But I guess it didn't make any difference. He was 89. That's not a bad. That's a ripe old age, huh? Teenager by South Florida standards, but nevertheless. You don't remember Sam Geisen? No. You don't remember me ever talking about him? Maybe. Lewis and Plantation, remember him? No. That Lewis that said that corn sure is special? Earlier, you stated poll showed Governor Bush ahead. How can people vote for him? That's an excellent question, Lewis. How can anybody be that retarded? Maybe they just don't like dykes. Maybe that's what it's all about. Maybe they like that comment he made with the quotes around the other thing about the juicy details he had about those bull dykes. What has he done other than break uh, campaign promises for the last four years? Our education system ranks almost last among states, and the DCF is in disarray. And he keeps giving tax breaks to businesses and the rich. He squatted a huge surplus. The only thing he's done is to help get his brother elected or selected president. Lucky us, says Lewis and Plantation. And, Lewis, you are... Absolutely correct, sir. You got your thumb right on it, Lewis. Now, let's see. I did the uh, Maureen Dowd, right? Yes. I think we should take some more of these good calls to help the audience. Huh? Hey, might as well get out of the way today. Because I don't think I'm going to be experimenting this again for a while. I could be wrong about that, but I think instead of that, I'm going to read this. Peter Walston, Dateline Florida commentary in Sunday's Herald. Genetic defect, he asked, amendments like a virus to Bush family. It was clear long before we heard about Governor Jeb's dev uh, devious plans that the Bush family doesn't take kindly to constitutional amendments. Or maybe it's more accurate the other way around. Amendments are not kind of the Bushes. The rocky relationship dates back to 1964 when a youthful uh, George H.W. Bush answered the call of Texas Republican honchos for a fresh face to run for the U.S. Senate. 
That same year, the ultra-conservative John Birch Society was pushing a series of initiatives dubbed the Liberty Amendments aimed at ending U.S. membership in the U.N., eliminating the income tax, and shutting down the Federal Reserve. Poppy worked hard to overcome an image as a Connecticut Yankee carpetbagger on his way to securing the GOP nomination in the field of far more conservative contenders, but the amendments haunted the Republican nominee. In his political masterpiece, What It Takes, author Richard Ben Kramer describes a questioner at one spring 64 campaign gathering. A good old boy, Kramer wrote, wanted to know what Bush thought of the amendments. Poor Bush was helpless. He turned to Barbara, the Eastern matron, busy at her needlepoint on stage. No help there. So Bush said he hadn't had time yet to study those important amendments, but he certainly would. The answer, or lack thereof, stuck with Bush through the general election, and the amendments were credited in part for his landslide, landslide loss. The amendment backers went solidly for Barry Goldwater in the presidential race that year, but didn't vote in the Senate contest. Thirty years later, it was Jeb's turn. He was challenging the Democratic incumbent, Florida Governor Lawton Childs, who was popular and entrenched but vulnerable to a well-heeled national political machine. But two hotly debated constitutional amendments completed the, uh, complicated the race, one to legalize casino gambling, the other to ban certain types of commercial fishing nets common among panhandle fishermen. To the Sun's credit, he knew what the amendments were created to do, but he was doomed nevertheless. The casino gambling forces, pro and con, focused much of their campaign on black churches and neighborhoods. The antis preached the potential blight to the community and assault on morality. The pros said casinos would bring jobs. Unfortunately for Bush, who told a questioner in one debate that year that he would do probably nothing to help blacks in particular, the casino campaign led to unusually high black turnout. And no matter which way they voted on gambling, most agreed to vote no on Bush. On the net ban, Bush sided with the Save Our Sea Life Committee that argued the nets jeopardized Florida's waters. Charles smartly refused to take a stand. The result, voters in coastal panhandle communities that would ordinarily have backed Bush either voted for Charles or took a pass in the race. Bush lost the election by just two percentage points. So it must be fate that brings now Governor George Bush to 2002, another bout with another amendment the Democrats think will lead to his electoral demise. This proposal, Amendment 9, would cap class sizes in the public schools. Bush has once again taken a risky stand. He opposes the amendment, despite polls showing it has enormous popularity in a state where public schools have long suffered inadequacies. Only this time he's not leaving anything up to fate, drafting his closest political confidants to raise money and mounting a campaign, painting the amendment as too costly. The amendment's political value is unending for Democrats. At a minimum, it's rattling the governor's re-election campaign. Ultimately, should Bush win re-election, the amendment would force a huge tax increase that would open the governor to criticism that he mismanaged the state. That charge would haunt brother George W.'s hopes of winning Florida in his 2004 re-election bid and taint Jeb's own future presidential aspirations. Oh, Perish the thought. Bush handed the Democrats a gift when he was caught on tape referring sarcastically to his devious plans for undercutting the amendment if it passes, but you can hardly blame the guy. It's in his genes, writes Peter Walston, the Herald's Capital Chief Bureau. It's in his genes, baby. That's what Catherine Harris said. She said she's seen it, and it was in his genes, and it wasn't much. That's what she said. That bitch. 22 till 1 at 560. WQ, we got the Mad Dog, Jim Mandage from Shula State, too. They're probably having a party in their pants over there because, you know something? We're blessed in this community. They have two great football teams. We're blessed. We don't have anything else. We got a bunch of old people. We got a bunch of people that just came off the banana boat. We got a bunch of yahoos with guns. But other than that, we're blessed because we got football, baby. What more the hell could you want, right? Right. That's all I need. 221 votes. What do you think of the callers now, huh? What do you think of them? They suck 95. They make the show 67. They kill the show 35 of their great 23. 95 and 35 is 130. 67 and 23 is 90. 130 to 90. The antis are pulling away, you notice? They're pulling away. In fact, the more calls I take, the more it's like <laughs> driving a stake in their coffin. Look, there's some on there now. Somewhat. Calls. Yeah, and? You want oh, to screen them? You, sc- you can hear the raspberry. <laughs> you can hear that a few times, huh? 
Don't be giving me no directions on here, mister. This ain't the goddamn oh, no, David Howard Moe Howard show. I wasn't giving directions. I was just mentioning. I, I already seen it. Made me sick to my stomach. Made me want to leave here at 1 o'clock. Let me tell you right now, a place you'll never want to leave, and that's Brandy Shoes, because they treat you so great, you want to be in there shopping around and sticking your foot in this and sticking your foot in that and walking out with a great, comfortable feeling on your feet. They got the top names in the shoe business, Rockports, SAS, Sperry's, Timberland, Naturalizer, and lots more. And with their humongous selection, you can just about bet George's life. They always have the one you're looking for in stock in your size. And, of course, you can't beat their service, your selection, but most importantly of all, their everyday unbeatable low prices. All this week at Brandy's, Rockports, which are some of the greatest shoes in the world, Rockports on sale, men's boat shoes only forty-four ninety, and men's pro walkers only forty-nine ninety. That's only at Brandy's in Pompano, open daily night, nine Sundays, ten to five, and you'll be finding them at 1290 North Federal Highway in prestigious Pompino Beach. My, my, and local. This is Sports Radio 560. UAQAM. One more time for the West Coast. Condoleezza, Condoleezza, Chevron Moody. With your funky yellow teeth so far apart. Condoleezza, Condoleezza, what you be doing? Get the old fascist like that token Schwarzer's dog. Jesus Christ. Is you dead? Cause you a high-toned boot-lip Negro. Is you the blacky and your mammy who be smart? Does they like how you shine their shoes underneath the... All the way you wash and park the whitest cars. Georgie Jr. say he trusts you, Condoleezza. To sell our allies on the greedy oil wall. But then he make you clean all the White House bathrooms. Up the sink, the toilet, and then scrub the floor. They tell you. Wear sandals, Condoleezza. Your cold chip toenails make them warm of wretched fuse. Your nappy leg hair looks just like it be Velcro. The GOP want you to be that token spoon. One day while you be flipping pancakes, you may realize. That they're treating you just like your estrogen. That's when your head will move from side to side, Condoleezza. It's till Bush and Rummy, they be cracker assholes. I saw a Chevron last night pumping Ethel. I have no life. Call 45 at 560 WQM. Let's take some more of these great calls. You're right, we have a couple. 567. This could be your last 15 minutes of calls for a long time on this show. I could be wrong about that. But the way the poll is going, it's not looking too favorable. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. WQAM. Hola. Gimmick dogs like balance for life don't work. I beg your pardon? That's four from him today. Oh. That's your, that's your buddy again. Fat ass. WQAM. Hey, what's up, pimp? Yes, sir. What's going on? What can we do for you? Oh, he's got his finger in it? Okay, he's got his finger in his. Rectum. When you get it out, let us know. WQAM. QAM. Marie Kong. 
WQAM. WQAM. Neil. Yes, sir. We still love you. I don't give a crap if you put on calls or not. We'll still listen to you. We're still stuck up to you. And we love the Mad Dog. Yes! <laughs> WQAM. Yes, hi. I'd like to speak to Neil. Speaking. Hi. My name's Sherry. Hi, Sherry. And, you know, I've been watching this thing about the sniper, and I, if I was those people, I'd be so mad because they aren't doing anything that's logical. These stupid press conferences with mm-hmm. most of them. Yeah, if they spend but as much time looking for the sniper as they do having these press conferences, they might have them by now. And isn't there some way that fleet uh, trucks are registered that they could just be getting, checking all fleet or commercial vehicles? I mean, could be. The computers, you know, rather than these computers. press conferences. Well, you know, like the data you, you think that Chief Moose be checking the computers? Well, I don't think Chief Moose would be looking at the computers. Yeah, and then they tell people to go about their life, and then they have them go out and they, you know, go to the home photo You think he's checking out www.littlesambo.com? I don't think so. <laughs> Possibly. Okay, that? you're hired, sweetheart. Get, get, I, don't, I don't want to say get up there because you don't want to be there, believe me. Yeah, I used to live there. Oh, God forbid. Have a great day. You too. Good luck to yourself. Yeah, how about checking them pewters, huh? Maybe they don't have those up there yet. Maybe the CIA confiscated all of them. WQAM. QAM. Neil, how you doing? Okay. Neil, you read Newsweek? Yes. Uh, last week I was looking through it. There was an article about a guy Bush nominated to the FDA Advisory Committee. Right. And his uh, his total qualifications, he's like a gynecologist. I, I've, I've been talking about that at length on the show, right. Oh, I missed it. Now, I mean, you know, what are we becoming, a theocracy here or something? Yes, yes. I mean, this is a joke. Don't you understand, sir, faith-based charities, that's code for right-wing lunatic goyim. That's what that means. I thought it was faith, faith-based government. Now. Right, well, now it is. You got it. You know, you're going to, you know, cure everything with prayer. If you just get on the road with Jerry Falwell and follow these goyim to Armageddon, we'll be, everything will be okay. Yeah, well, maybe they can do something about the economy, too, you know, like pray for the economy. Yeah, but once we blow up the world, what are we going to need to worry about that for? That's I was reading where there's enough oil in Iraq, more than the Saudis got. Yeah, I had that on, too. Listen to the show a little bit more so you'd learn something. How do you like that? See, I could save him all that reading. It's a good point, what you're saying, but didn't I have that on yesterday? I read a lengthy piece about that. Because that's what it's all about, O-I-L and M-O-N-E-Y and V-O-T-E-S. Those are the only three things that this whole thing is all about, M-O-N-E-Y and O-I-L and V-O-T-E-S. Got it? Not necessarily in that order. That's what it's all about. And you'll notice now that we're scratching the hornet's nest, the thing in Bali over the weekend and now the uh, thing in Kuwait, now it's only starting now. We're only rattling our spears and getting them going now. Just wait. Just wait till we attack. And believe me, we will. Not a question of if. It's just a question of when. WQAM. Hey, what's up, Neil? Yes, sir. Uh, we're thinking we should give uh, that uh, David Mel Howard guy a little credit. Uh, because it can't be too easy to wake up in the morning and do a sports talk show with a dead cat on your head. <laughs> oh, oh no! Is he picking on Mo? Yes. Good, good. If anybody deserves it. Oh, here's uh, for all you uh, sport holes out there. Denver Broncos strong safety Kenoy Kennedy. Kenoy? Is that like Kimoy? I don't know. Kenoy. I don't know these sports names. Kenoy Kennedy will be suspended for one game for his helmet helmet hit on Miami receiver Chris Chambers. Team spokesman uh, said uh, today. What's his name? Jick Sacamano. Sacramento said Kennedy will sit out Sunday's game at Kansas City. He said the NFL would make an official announcement this afternoon. Sacramento did not know whether Kennedy would be fined. 
NFL spokesman Steve Alex said yesterday league officials were reviewing film from all games this weekend, and a decision would come later this week. Chambers suffered a concussion when he went up high for a pass from Jay Fiedler and was hit in the face by Kennedy in the second quarter of the Dolphins' 24-22 win against Denver Sunday night in that scintillating game. And aren't we blessed to be here in Miami? Yeah. God, we are blessed. I'd go out there and kiss the goddamn Blarney Stone if I could find one. I don't want to get Dennis upset again. That professional cat lick, that professional homophobe. Come out of the closet, Dennis. It's not too late. You can still do it. Well, in fact, I'll give him air time to come on the show and come out of the closet. How's that? He has a wife, you know. Like I said, that sure proves it to me. They said their marriage is solid as a rock. Rock Hudson. Ten to one at 560 WQM. Hey, if you got, speaking of a bad hairpiece, speaking of a dead cat on your head, and believe me, there there are so many people walking around out there. It looks silly. I mean, it's one thing to be vain, and we all want our hair back. I got very few. I count them one at a time. But you younger guys out there that still have an opportunity to get a little action and something going in your life, if you want to look great, Charles Alfieri is the only way to go. Not dead muskrats, not holes drilled in the head, none of that other stuff. Okay, forget about that. Not those dangerous pills that might kill you and grow one or two follicles back in a year, but the greatest looking natural hairline system going anywhere. And the reason it's so great is because it looks like the real thing. See, if somebody says, boy, that's a nice-looking piece, even that's not a compliment because they know it's a piece. With Charlie's system, it looks like the hair's growing out of your scalp. That's why it's so great. And, of course, at no price in the world can you get a better-looking, more natural system than Charles Alfieri's natural hairline system, which is why even the multimillionaires go see Charlie. And when you call 1-800-321-2413, mention Old Neil, Old Balding Neil, told you to call, and you'll get an extra $200 discount off the regular already low price. Pick up that phone and call him today. you got no obligation, nothing to lose but that ugly bald spot. Call 1-800-321-2413. That's 1-800-321-2413. Or log on to their website, charlesalfieri.com. My, my, and local. This is Sports Radio 560. UAQAM. Don't have a penis. All right. Don't like all the harper. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Every time I see. Dumb, 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 dumb. That retarded dim witch. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Republicans muscled in and an articulate idiot. I don't know why they would want this guy, but now he's here. We're screwed the next four years with President Thumbs. President Thumbs. President Thumbs. 
1256. Look at that. Dow is up 303 points, baby. Look at that, man. Is it going to last? No. Didn't I tell you this would happen? Next three weeks, man, it's going to be like this the entire three weeks. Right before the election, just coincidentally, all the billionaires, they're pumping it in there, baby. They're buying and buying. Then November 6th, that'll be the end of that. Of course, he hasn't opened his mouth yet today. Oh, that's right. El Presidente hasn't said nothing yet, so dumb me up, okay, W? Just dumb me up. No, he won't be saying nothing because he knows if he opens his mouth, that's the end of that. NASDAQ's up 55 points. They're smoking, baby. They're smoking something up there. Wouldn't you? I mean, wouldn't you be buying now in this environment? I'd be buying like hand over fist, not with your money. With somebody else's money. Okay, this uh, is not looking too good for these calls. 249 votes. What do you think of the callers now, huh? They suck 108. They make the show 74, sure. They kill the show 36, and they're great 30. So let's see, 144 to 103. 144 to 104. 40 vote margin on the negatory side, which generally says the callers blow. But we'll take a few more. Maybe we'll get some good ones here in the next few minutes. What do you think? No. Sure, this could be a WQAM. Told you. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, how are you, Neil? Great. Can you make a bid? Uh... No. WQAM. QAM. Hi. Hi. I'd like to speak with Neil. Please. Yes, ma'am. Hi, is this Neil? Sounds like me. Hi, Neil. Um, I just want to let you know that I've been listening to your show for a couple of years. My husband got me hooked on it. Good. And number two, I think that. Uh, in your poll, uh, you shouldn't take calls because you keep us so informed, mm -hmm. and on top of that, there's so much humor in it. Number two, I wanted to know if you read the column in the Sun Sentinel last night uh, about addictions always bite the U.S. back. It has uh, all these trucks headed for Baghdad, and in one of the paragraphs, it's three paragraphs, it says, Prescott Bush, grandfather of the current president, was the director of a bank with Nazi investments. Right. So blatant, it was seized by the United States government under the Trading with the Enemy Act. Well, he had a contest with Pope Pius to see which one could cozy up to Hitler uh, better, you know? Uh, it's like... And I think, I think uh, Prescott won. Well, I try to keep informed, and, you know, I, I say to myself, I know Saddam Hussein is, is bad, but, you know, like you say every day, do we want the boys coming back in body bags? And you have to just really look at it and, and take it slow. And it's like, is it all about oil and money? Yes. It's sad. Absolutely. It's sad. No but question about it. Keep up the great work. Keep informing us of what's going on. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye-bye. And like our president says, that's uh, usually what he says. Scary, man. Scary. But you know, just like that poll we took yesterday, 18.5% of this audience, oh, we like him because he's not a bleeding-heart liberal. That's the only thing that they like about him. He's the buffer. See, and the rest of us with a brain, we look at it the other way. Uh, the bleeding heart liberals are the buffer against the fascists. That's the problem. The only problem being the fascists stole a goddamn election. That's the problem. They stole it fair and square. So this poll in Florida, this thing is getting really, really tight, you know, with Jeb and the Bill McBride. I guarantee you, man, Catherine Harris, she's squeezing her chads and hanging them right now. Take it to the bank three weeks from today. They got this thing rigged better than uh, you can shake your thing at. 254 votes. The callers suck. And then she was an, you know, she was good, right? And she don't want to hear the callers. She was very nice. She has an IQ larger than her thumbnail. And she said the callers blow, something like that. I'm pretty sure that's what she said. 110 votes for they suck. They make the show seven.